is the Monty Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, all you have to do is find the Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. And now, here's Monty. Hey, hey, the Monty Show live on your YouTube machine. How the heck are you on a Thursday as always, the Monty Show is presented by The Advocates, theadvocates.com. Man, I just can't say enough about the word empathy. And if you, you understand what empathy is, it's the ability to understand what somebody else is feeling and going through. That is a core tenet of how the advocates do business. There's nothing they haven't seen. There's not a car accident, a workplace accident, a slip and a fall. That injury that happens to you like a shot of lightning, the advocates are ready to step in and help you fight for what you deserve at theadvocates.com. Make sure you chat with an attorney live online for free. That's right. I said you can talk to an attorney 24-7, 365 at theadvocates.com, and it will not cost you a dime because you don't pay the advocates unless and until they win your case. Boy, it seems like every day on this show, there is breaking news out of college football. And really, I think this is a college football story, but it just seems like the NCAA is melting down. I, I don't, and I'm not trying to be Mr. Melodramatic or, and and you guys in the comments section, I'm sure you're going to let me know. But I feel like it's every single day and week and month here that Florida State's suing the ACC, the Pac-12's melting down. SMU represents Dallas, like all of this craziness, Jim Harbaugh, Michigan, the Chargers. Today, the Department of Justice hopped on a lawsuit with 10 other attorneys generals. And now the Department of Justice is suing the NCAA over its transfer policies. I, I don't know. Does the Department of Justice have a place in changing transfer policy in college sports? It's hard to say. I mean, they're they, so they're in in here because they they feel like the NCAA is limiting opportunity for athletes looking to transfer, right? So they're the DOJ is basically saying, "Hey, we want these kids to be able to, you know, take advantage of capitalism in in the sense that, hey." They should have every uh, ability to go wherever they want, and everyone should have to compete for the best athletes in terms of schools trying to get those athletes. And so does the DOJ have a place in this? I don't know. It feels like kind of a reach. It feels like kind of an overstep. But at the same time, whether we like it or not, their place is clear cut in this story. So to me, we're sitting here talking about precisely what he just said, which is the NCAA is melting down. Because think about this. Let's say the DOJ and all these attorney generals win, right? And and we we right. just get an open landscape, uh, uh, you know, what everyone likes to, you know, term the wild, wild west where everyone's just competing for the best athletes and it is what it is. Let's say that happens. At that point, what purpose does the NCAA serve? Because at that point, amateurism is dead. And at that point, we're not really. But isn't it dead already? I mean, it, it, it. We're working towards that. I mean, we're obviously making progress and strides, and you know, and the momentum's I, I, heading that way. But Jake, I'm not trying to be like bitter, you know, annoyed guy. But let's 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 do what we say we do on this show and give you the truth in sports. Mm -hmm. There's no such thing as an amateur college football player. There's not. 
there's no such thing as an amateur college baseball, softball, track and field, certainly not basketball or football. Well, because college athletes, you know, they they it, it takes them so much less effort to do their sport, right? To be good at golfing or no. running track or shooting a basketball through a hoop or throwing a spiral 70 yards down the field, right? No, of course not. They have to put in just as much work, if not more work. And we only hear about the Bronny Jameses and Shador Sanders of the world because of the NIL and because of their stature in college football. And who their parents are and what their parents did. And And, and so the reality is the kid who's on the rowing team who works his ass off or her ass off every single day just as much as Bronny or anybody else, the difference is, is those kids aren't getting paid and those kids don't have as much opportunity. So we're sitting here having a conversation about, hey, let's give every kid basically an open field to go out and make as much as they can and put themselves in the best position possible, which I'm all for. I think that's how it should be. I don't care what you look like, what your name is, if you're male, female, whatever. Go out and get yours. And and whatever that looks like, if you can get paid 20 bucks over four years or 15.2 million, whatever. That is what it is. You had the same opportunity as everybody else. And the NCAA yeah. doesn't like that. Yeah, I don't know. As you guys hit the like button right here on the Monty Show, we're talking about the Department of Justice hopping on a lawsuit against the NCAA. Does this end the transfer portal? Absolutely not. What I think this does is it, it turns the transfer portal into a communication device, even more than it is today. I don't think the process changes. It simply says that Jimmy doesn't want to play at Alabama anymore. He's going to go to Texas. And then the next year, he doesn't want to go to Texas. Okay, he's going to go to Purdue. Nobody goes to Purdue. He's going to go to Florida, right? Like, he, you can transfer as many times as you want without repercussion. That's what this says. And so many people on Twitter are like, oh, cool, bro. Are we going to see somebody play at Florida and Florida State in the same game? No. That part of the transfer policy is not being questioned. So you cannot play for two universities in the same season. I I just think this is this is why the NCAA needs to go away. Mm-hmm. I I honestly think it is irrelevant. I think you are a bunch of old white guys that are billionaires trying to hang on and keep your hand in the pocket of these student athletes so that you get as much money as possible. Because that's what this feels like to me. This feels like in the NCAA. <coughs> excuse me. I don't care what anybody says. The NCAA is a for-profit business. Absolutely. And and I think the for-process concept is a big reason that we're here. Because, again, you it, it's the point we made to start this conversation five minutes ago. Hey, the, the quote-unquote amateur athlete that plays D1 or any level of college athletics, and they play it at a high level, whether that's D1, D3, whatever. Right. Like, they're having to put in just as much effort. It's not like the effort changes, right? It's the old saying in Major League Baseball. Hey, dude, you're going to have to ride the bus at single A, uh, you know, baseball level until you earn your way through. So you got to earn your stripes. But the difference at the college level is these kids, like the kid who's on the obscure sports team, like rowing, let's say, or the chess club or whatever, like, you guys understand that these these kids, a lot of the time, like most of the time, only have like 40% scholarship or like, it's not like they've got a full ride and they're just trying to, you know, make as much money as possible. They're literally trying to figure out, okay, how can I go as far as possible in my given sport 
And while doing that, how can I get my 871-page textbook on, <laughs> on France from like the 1700s paid for? Right. That's the problem here. So the NCAA is greedy. But I think on the flip side of that, you have, and whether we want to call it corporate America or business owners or whatever you want to say, brands see the opportunity. Hey, you're really good in this field. Let's. We want to attach the... Lululemon name to this guy or this gal. That's America. That's the the essence of making money in our country. Yeah, and I think if if, if it was any of us and we wanted to quit our jobs and uh, open a business, you can do that. Nobody's going to tell you not to do that. Success or failure doesn't matter. If I want to quit my job, you know, like one of the things that I always hear about is, you know, kids that, you know, quit the season in, October because they don't want to lose a year of eligibility. That should absolutely be up to their 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 right. But the the thing for me is I don't believe that you should be able to do that. I think if you play a game in a season, you play the season. Uh, that's just my opinion. I think if you if you are a, a in what's the best way to say this? It, Dallin Holker leaves BYU and goes to Colorado State. Right. Dallin Holker should be able to play out that entire season at BYU. And then the next year, go play at Colorado State. The problem is he wants to play four games, and then he wants to go to Colorado State, so he has a full year. Those four games don't count. You get a full year of eligibility. Like, I, you either want to play football that year or you don't. Right. Right. I think it needs to be clear-cut on both sides, for the university and for the player. And, you know, like, we, we're having these this, this sham of a, uh, you know, of a, a hearing today up on uh, the Hill. And Congress is going to act on NIL. They're not going to act on NIL. Stop. They're not. <laughs> They're not, right? They're not. They're not acting on NIL. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, and I think one of the other problems is all the politicians don't quite understand NIL. They don't quite understand exactly. sort of the, 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 the fabric of, like, why the portal and NIL are sort of connected. I mean, they understand, hey, you know – you know, this kid who's uh, a top-end prospect, right? Caleb Downs got in the portal because, you know, Nick Saban left, but also because he can go and get NIL at this school or that school or whatever, right? Like, I think politicians understand that, but what I think politicians don't quite understand about this is that these kids are smarter than ever. And I don't hear anyone talking about the fact that, hey, dude, like, do you think it was easy for Shador Sanders to grow up being Prime's kid and <laughs> playing quarterback? No, no. Like, do you think that that it's worth Shador's time to put all that work in to make no money? Like, I don't resent Shador for getting his Maybach booted on Colorado's campus. I think that's funny because this dude's out here focused on football and he's done it for so long. He's gotten to a point where he can get paid to just keep doing what he's doing. So he's not worried about his Maybach getting booted while he's on the road. Like, he's not concerned about it. Prime's not concerned about his Urus getting a parking ticket in, you know, downtown, wherever. Like, he's not. they're not concerned about that because they've worked so hard to get there. So now they're at a place where it's like, hey, that doesn't matter to us anymore. But my point is every kid should have the opportunity to put the work in to go get some NIL money. And that's really not the case right now. And I think our Congress and our politicians and our AGs and our governors and get out of sports, man. 
Like <laughs> I, I, I am, and I'm, I'm not usually, well, sometimes, but most of the time I'm not usually get off my lawn guy, mm -hmm. get off my lawn, dude. Like, I don't want my governor. I don't want my Congress people, my senators stop. Like, I don't need this hearing today up on Capitol Hill was embarrassing. Like it, and if you didn't see it, you, you didn't miss anything. It's a circus. Dude. They are not going to reform NIL. Congress is not going to get involved in NIL. This very simply was grandiose, grandstanding, talking about women's rights and like one of the things that was brought up in a hearing about name, image, and likeness likeness policy in college athletics was transgender bathroom usage. Not in colleges, just in general. Why are we asking, <coughs> what are we doing? And that's that's the thing. Like, we're not, we don't, we don't care about the kid. And I go back to Kaylin Clay transferring to Utah. Mm -hmm. And Kaylin Clay was not academically able to compete at Utah. He wasn't. He barely got in. And people are like, oh, well, he, he got in, Monty. And the kid, did he graduate? Did he get his degree? Is he better because he went? Stop. He was here to go play in the NFL. That's what, and if that's what you're doing here, I'm good with that. But let's stop talking like we got to make sure that this can. Hey, man, that's a 500-word paper and you only got 420. <coughs> you're going to have to miss a day of practice. Come on. Stop better, talking to me. Bro. Stop talking to me about scholarships and they get the cost of an education, Monty. <laughs> Who cares? Because they're not there for the education. They're not there for the education. Nobody, let's stop pretending like we give a damn about graduation rates. My fucking ass. You don't. You don't. Boosters don't. Collectives don't. Chancellors maybe. Coaches do because they get paid for that. Nobody else does. And I just think it's this whole charade. It's a vicious cycle. There's no question about it. And that's why I say, you know, instead of ripping Prime or ripping like anybody else who's been kind of an innovator on this stuff, like, let's sit back and say, hey, wait a minute. Maybe these people are the ones these we people. needed, not the ones we deserved, <laughs> right? And I'm being serious with this. We don't deserve Prime's level of of, of effort on this front. But, but, hey, we're getting it, and now it's getting somewhere. Because, if again, if the DOJ and these AGs win this, I'm telling you, the NCAA is going to melt down and we will see changes to college athletics. I hope so. Like we've never seen in that conversation we had, what it must have been probably three weeks ago, maybe or so before the holiday, you know, maybe a month ago about this subdivision and like how the NCAA wants to change all this stuff. Yep. All of that's going to happen. That's going to happen. The NCAA. That's going to happen. There is going to be an upper tier of the haves who are going to spend more money and pay players directly, and the NCAA is not going to have a word to say about it because it's the NCAA's idea, which means the NCAA is probably going to make money on it, and the schools probably aren't going to make as much money, but the kid's going to make more money, and the kid's not going to sue, and the NCAA is going to survive, and I think that's what that's what it is. But this whole fucking thing's a charade. Like We, mm -hmm. need, to stop, we need to stop talking about how we care. We care about the world. My fucking ass. What do you mean? I want your son to become a nuclear physicist uh, uh, of absolute rectal, me. rectal missile launching. Like, that's my dream for your that's child. Bullshit. It's his dream, so it's my dream. Right? You're the non-believers. Let's stop with that.
I want your kid to score 20 touchdowns so you never have to work again. Yeah. How about we work together on that? <laughs> right? Like, it's not difficult. How much easier would that be? Because we're already talking about, hey, well, uh, listen, uh, Nick Saban retired. Caleb Downs, uh, we're going to give you $50 million in uh, Hot Pockets. <laughs> All you have to do is burn your lips on a Hot Pocket every Friday night. Okay? All right, great. No, I'm not doing that. Right, like it, because that's what Caleb Downs is doing in the transfer mm -hmm. portal, right? That's what, that's what all these dudes are doing, and it just, it, it just is what it is. Okay, I'll stop railing. More of you, less of a yes, OG Gary, my guy. Kalen Clay dropped the ball out academically and physically. Do you guys remember <laughs> that? Jake and I were at Dude, um, the iconic. sports bar, Legends Sports Legends. Bar. We we uh, did our pregame show and, and from the parking lot at Rice Eccles Stadium, which is where Utah plays football. Mm -hmm. Kalen Clay comes in from JUCO. I mean, he's so fast, you blink and the kid is gone, yeah. right? Yeah. Oregon. Kalen Clay gets the ball. He's I can't remember if it was a kick or a pass, whatever it was. Running down the field, cold as ice, drops the ball to celebrate. Like I'm, I'm pimping it. Mm -hmm. Drops it at the one yard line. Runs into the end zone. <laughs> Utah lost to Oregon. Oh, Oregon ran it all the way back. And that, and that sports bar and that stadium were never the same. Um, they were never the same. Um, never ever the same. All right. Uh, the comment section on the Monty Show, as always, is presented. By our good friends at Fucked Up Energy. Jake's got the Miami today. Yeah, we got the secret stash. We got Miami, baby. I'm a, I am on. I will tell you, I I love Miami. I already had a can today. Uh, I'm going to pop a buckshot. Do I it, a, bro. I, it's it's 320 uh, Mountain Time, 220 Pacific. Rocket a little bit of a headache today. A little bit of a headache. You know, just one of those low-grade, you know. hey, I'm here just to piss you off kind of headaches. That's what Buckshot's great at. And they don't write it on the label, and I'm not a doctor, so go consult your doctor about headache cures. Uh, but I'm telling you, my favorite headache cure is Buckshot from Bucked Up. I'm for real. Absolutely, positively eviscerates headaches and Love for it. me. It works. And by and the way, we're back on the watermelon grind with Buckshot, too, man. We, we are. Secret stash back, too. I've missed it. Watermelon, Blue Raz is amazing. It is. Watermelon's my flavor. And if you look at the Bucked Up label, notice some. Um, Vitamin B12, um, 10,000% of your daily value. Oh, for real. Uh, and what B12 does is it opens up the blood vessels in your brain and gets you moving and your blood gets moving. You've got magnesium, natural caffeine from green tea leaf extract, uh, alpha size uh, GPC. Like you guys, this is all brain food, elite ingredients to make an elite product. And I want you to have them for free. Six free buck shots right now in the description below. Go get it. Buckedup.com. Use the promo code Monty to save 20% or, like I said, go get it in the description uh, of this show on YouTube below. Click the link. They'll send six free buck shots right to your front door. Uh, Buckedup.com, the official energy provider of the Monty program. Hey, Monty. Good to see everybody. That the I'll be honest with you guys, and I think if you've watched this show for any time, you know this. It really the NCAA is disgusting to me. Mm -hmm. I think it's I think Charlie Baker's a breath of fresh air, but there's a bunch of crusty old liver spots that need to get whacked. 
Yeah. And the NCAA is is no longer relevant. No longer relevant, in my opinion. Uh, James, what's up, Oak State, James? Uh, there needs to be limits on the transfer portal. Hi, this is James. Welcome back. Players don't need to be leaving a school before their bowl game. Okay, well, why not? <clears throat> if you're an NFL prospect and you're going to play in the Poughkeepsie State Clorox Alcohol Disinfecting Wipes Bowl, Presented by Tyson Chicken Breast. And by the way, your family's in a terrible position with the neighborhood they live in. They're not well off. Like, you're doing this not just for you. So I'm asking you, why would you risk your draft slot to go play in a meaningless bowl game? College football playoff? Okay, we're having a different conversation. Pool and weed eater bowl? No, I'm not going to play in that bowl. You know, the I'm draft stock that. that's probably going to pay you millions of dollars if you're a top 10 pick. I, I don't think you need to do that. In my, in my opinion, I, I think it's a complete, it is a complete loss loss. Um, no, that's why no top prospects play in bowl games, unless it's a college football playoff, mm -hmm. plain and simple. And I have no problem with it. I am 100%, 100% for the kid prospering. Cause I think schools, the NCAA and the universities take full advantage of those kids. Yeah. And I am all here for the kid making as much money and doing exactly what we would do if you were in their position. I'm a 50-year-old dude. Who the frick am I to tell a kid, hey, man, I need you to play in the uh, bumper boobies bowl so that I can have one more moment of joy on a Saturday afternoon in, um, um, you know, Ricardoville, Tennessee. Like, no. The answer is no. The Bahamas Bowl. Hell no. I'm not doing that. I disagree. Um, college football MZ says SMU represents Dallas. Okay. Uh, Capazzo. <laughs> we're 23 minutes into the show. You couldn't have saved that for, you know, next hour. Uh, what's up, Kaufman? Good to see you, Capazzo. Hope everything is good in the GZ. Conundrum says uh, NCAA equals pimps. Exactly right. Uh, Capazzo says the DOJ has many other problems they should be dealing with instead of going after the NCAA. What a waste of taxpayer okay, dollars. Now, I don't disagree with that, Lewis. I'm with you on that, right? But what is, what is, see, here's what I thought when I saw the DOJ got involved in this. I was like, okay, what is the DOJ really trying to do here? Think about this. So the DOJ it didn't get involved in this because it was the NCAA. Let's be very clear about that. Right. Right. This isn't about the NCAA. At its core, this is about, I'm telling you, this is about people's ability to go out and make money. And really, it's giving people the same opportunity to go out and make that money so that if he's a baller, right, and went out and made a bunch of money and he chose to work his ass off to do that, I should have the same opportunity to do that even if I choose not to work hard, right? So we should have equal opportunity and the choice should be on the kid. Hey, how much do you really want it, right? That's that's what this is about. I'm telling you, the Department of Justice is not going to sit here and have one of the biggest entities in our country running a, a, a little, you know, whatever you want to call it, scheme, I guess, for lack of a better word, where these kids put everything they have on the line every single week and get nothing out of it. Yeah. We're not, that's not our country. That's not what any of this is about. So Lewis, I agree with you, bro. 
The DOJ has much bigger fish to fry, and this is like a tiny-ass grain of sand on a beach. Yeah. But I'm telling you, they only got involved in this because now it's turning into sort of a juggernaut issue that they kind of need to put to bed. Yeah, I think, please get out of here. Like, I, I I don't mean to be redundant. I just said this, but politicians, man, yeah, I, you burn taxpayer dollars already. Please, please, man, L let it be. Let, it, it is, it is undoubtedly legislating itself mm -hmm. and if a kid wants to sue the ncaa great we have a court system i don't need the i'm with capazzo man who's in law enforcement trust me when i say the doj they got to go find hunter's cocaine man like they've got stuff they 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 should like Thanks. Looking, it's hidden in the laptop. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. You, Cocaine and hookers, my friend. How else will we do this job? <laughs> you know. How the fuck else would you do this job? <laughs> Jeff Woodward. <laughs> Probably too much. <laughs> okay. Why would we put uh, open market capitalism in where we are dealing with kids who are not, who are the most vulnerable? We usually put guardrails on capitalism to protect the most vulnerable. But aren't they the most vulnerable already? They're already the ones who are risking breaking their leg every week. Like, I agree. I think, you know, maybe we need mandatory education. Um, the if rookie you, symposium. I, exactly. Maybe, hey, maybe the school needs to um, provide, you know, connections or counseling financially or mandatory education around how to handle millions of dollars. hundred percent on board with that, bro. Yes. I, I don't think there's any doubt that there are right ways and wrong ways to do things. Yes. My friends, to put it mildly, I agree a hundred percent with Jeff. We need to protect the kid because an 18 year old kid that is a track star on the football field, or, you know, it, you know, a kid like Travis Hunter at Colorado, he's got Dion and he's got Dion's money. People, um, you know, Shador or Bronny, those guys don't need it. It's everybody else who is the breakout wide receiver or the breakout quarterback, or those are the kids who are vulnerable because they don't know what to do with money. Yeah. They've never had money. Uh, nine out of 10 college football players, especially if you, if you're a minority from the inner city, you're coming from a single parent home. You are not coming from an educate, a strong educational background. You didn't go to modern day in orange County, mm -hmm. right? Like it, it, when you're coming from the inner city, you're coming from inner city, Chicago, you're not getting a great education. You need, those are the kids we need to protect. Yes. Those are the kids that you hope would wind up with Dion at Colorado and say, you know, hey, maybe my coach is going to look out for me. Thanks. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. Uh, Aaron Wilson, gifted Amati Show membership. Okay. You it's always spring it on me, bro. Wow. Love wow. you. What are you, Mus? Aaron, good to see you, my friend. Uh, Lopes Van Gabe, we can send the most vulnerable off to war, but they can't make decisions about their education. That's right. what I'm saying, dog. Oh, you're 18 and you're able? Yeah, cool. Why don't you go die for our country? Let me show you how this M16 works. Oh, you're 18 and you're you have a gift athletically. No, we're gonna have to leverage, leverage it. that. Why don't you come over here and uh I'll take that free chicken sandwich? Yeah, thanks. why don't you let me handle <laughs> all the money 
You go out and work on the 40-yard dash there, son. Gabe, that's such a good point. Like, it, it's ridiculous to me, dude. We can't have such it both ways, point. dude. Like, I'm on board with, hey, the DOJ's got bigger fish to fry. Yes. It is surprising they got involved in this. But when you get to thinking about it, is it really a college football issue? No, this is a capitalism making money issue. And there's now too many kids who are doing the Caleb Williams behavior where, you know, you're sitting in a penthouse in L.A. putting pictures on Twitter and stuff. You're living that life and you're not shy about it. And I'm not saying you should be. But if that's the case, we're going to need to revamp the rules around this thing. And that's what this is about. Yeah, I. Uh, that's interesting. You know, I like, think I think you're exactly right. Uh, Steve. Hey, Monty. Hey, hey Steve. Uh, Jaron Eccles. Good to see you. Uh, your boy, Tua, didn't get extended yet. Uh, schemers trying to control their little world. Mm -hmm. Schemers I, trying to control their little world. I show the schemers. How pathetic their oh. attempts to make me play in the bowl game really are. I show the schemers how pathetic <laughs> their attempts to take my diamond grills out of my mouth really are. Oh, Bailey Dietrich. Hello, Bailey Dietrich. Uh, DOJ really needs a fantastic cup of coffee with sugar mm -hmm. in a styrofoam cup that leaks out and burns your never mind. Uh, Dakota Tubbs, petty issue. Can you stop calling these guys kids? Oh, God. Uh, they all signed up for the draft and have to pay taxes. These aren't kids. Okay. When Jimmy, the high school quarterback, signs his letter of intent and he's negotiating million-dollar NIL deals, he's a kid and he needs a financial advisor. He needs somebody who's going to say, yeah, I don't think I would sign that NIL deal. Yeah, that collective, hmm. He needs somebody to say, hey, that's a really good deal. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to put this in X, Y, and Z, and, and you're going to be set for the rest of your life no matter what happens at X University. Mm -hmm. He's a kid. They are kids. And I, I think we need to keep that in mind. Now, by the time your freshman year is over, are you still a kid? Probably not. Are there a lot of these kids who show up as adults? Yeah, there, there are. Have they been treated like adults for a long time? They have. But that doesn't mean that they're educated and worldly. And I think when we're talking about kids, we're talking about education and sophistication. And too often, like we look at this situation in Florida State. I mean, you took advantage of athletes and now Florida State, their offensive coordinator, their collectives, they're paying a price for it. And I think somebody has to watch out for the best interest of the kids. Thanks. I, 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 you, this is an opinion. I'm not telling you you're wrong. I disagree with it. I, I disagree with it. Yeah. I, I, mm. Giggity, what's up, my guy? Old white guys in public, uh, in politics, don't like seeing young kids making a ton of money. That's that their problem. I think that is very real. Truth. I think that is very real. And I think when you have legends of the game like Gino Oriema saying, hey, like, how are you supposed to coach a kid when they're making more money than you and they know you can't really hold their feet to the fire in terms of performing? Like, how are you supposed to coach a kid, right? I mean, the, the essence of coaching somebody is, hey, it's like the old Urban Meyer stories, right? Hey, I'm going to pull your scholarship for taking a, one step wrong, right? I mean, that's how people want it to be. They want it to be 
hey, I'm a hard ass on my players because they don't have a choice. And that's just way past too. that, dude. You guys remember the old Urban Meyer way of doing business? Urban Meyer. Um, and I just happen to have worked with a lot of football players who played for Urban Meyer. Um, Urban Meyer routinely practice in, practice out, off season in, off season out. Urban Meyer threatened your scholarship. And the day the season ended, Urban Meyer had you in the weight room. Mm -hmm. And Urban Meyer had you taking fitness tests. And if he didn't want you there, you knew with Urban Meyer, if, hey, you know what? Uh, it's the Thursday after the season ended. We're going to need you to take a postseason fitness test. <laughs> That's when you knew you were going to, you were going to, they were going to rip your scholarship. They were going to tell yeah, you know, Maybe football here at Jimmy State University is not for you, sir. Yeah, you guys ought to get in the portal because they're coming in. It's Louis. That's today's version of Urban Meyer. Yeah. Because Urban Meyer routinely used to tell people, well, well, we'll just pull your scholarship. You're not good enough to be here. Do you belong here? You're not good enough to play here. We're going to pull your scholarship. Like I've heard that story repeated multiple times. Monty, he can't say that. That's an NCAA violation. Watch him. Yeah. Watch him. Who's if you're a if you're a 19 year old kid that is a linebacker, and yeah, you're probably not good enough to play at you know X school. And Urban Meyer is yelling in your face, both hands on your face mask, screaming in your face. Are you going to the NCAA? Not neither am I. Because what's going to happen um, when you want to go transfer to another school? And Urban Meyer's got to make that happen. Oh, he's the kid that went to the NCAA. No, no, you know. Uh, Jeff Woodworth, I love when I get invited to high school or on military bases to talk about finances. It's, I think it's hugely important. Yeah, well, and, and I think the other thing you got to keep in mind, and this is, you know, different show, right? But, but we don't teach kids about finances. Like, that's not, like, when I was in school, you didn't learn about taxes or checkbooks. Or, and the funny thing is, you know, when I was in school, we had to learn how to balance a checkbook. Like, and I get it. Like, when I went to school, that was, what, you know, 20, 30 years past that time? Yeah. Right? Like, so, obviously, time had passed. Philosophy had changed. But my point is, is for all the old heads in the comments section, like, oh, like, old like hey, like, we should be able to control them. And they don't deserve this. They should go to class. Put the pads on, take the pads off, go to bed and go to class. That's not how the world works anymore, dude. You are the same people who rode the, like the, as much as you could. You rode the hell out of your kids to go out and make a living when they were 18. Oh, as soon as you're 18, you're moving out. Got to go make a living. Oh, so now they're making that living. They're doing it better than you did. Now you're pissed off about it. And I think one of the other things that is really important that we haven't talked about Hopefully these, these athletes never have student loan debt because we shackle so many kids with hundreds and mm -hmm. thousands of dollars in student loan debt. Yeah. Don't get me started on that. Oh, wow. Mad cat. Wow. Holy cow. Dude. Mad cat back in the wow. comment section. Yeah. Let's go, mad cat. Good to see you, dude. He, he's a, he's an Arizona fan. I have no idea. Oh, okay. Mad cat. It's mad cat's been a long time. I just haven't yes. seen him. A long time who I haven't seen in a long time, Mad Cat. Good to see you. Uh, Steve, the portal is the best thing that happened in college football. It needs tweaking. I don't even disagree with the policy needs tweaking. Yep. Yes, it does. No doubt about it. Um, Capazzo, 
uh, Carruthers, you're only a minor uh, to 21 for a few things, and it should not be that way at all. If you can fight for our country at 18, then you no longer, then you are no longer a minor. I totally agree. Yeah, totally agree. Mike Smith, Mountain Mama, how are you? Uh, you could take business math, but that was an elective, not a mandatory class. Oh my God. There were so many electives, dude. I absolutely chased a girl when I took home ec. Yes, I did. Didn't get her. <laughs> did not, did not get her. No, I did not. Uh, OG Gary salary cap up to a million bucks and one transfer per career. No, hell no. Nah, I don't. I, I just, okay. Well then a coach can quit one job during his career. If your coach leaves, you should absolutely be able to transfer. Thanks. No questions asked. And keep your eligibility, of course. Which, and that's, I think that's one of the best parts of the, the portal. Is it Nick Saban quit? Oh, but the portal's closed. Yeah, you guys are screwed. Not so fast. Nick Saban quit? Oh, you guys get 30 days to enter the portal. And they did. Kalen DeBoer quit. Oh, you guys get 30 days to enter the portal. And so what do we get? And they did. We get, we get uh, consolidation in college football. Hey, Nick Saban quit. So now all those kids that wanted to play for Saban are back in the portal. And all the kids that were there to play for DeBoer are back in the portal. All those kids that wanted to play at Arizona for Jed Fish are in the portal. And don't tell me that, that you know, it wasn't a threat that Noah Fafita was going to get in the portal. Right. Don't tell me he didn't think about it because he absolutely did. And he should have every right to think about well, it. He should have the ability to say, oh, my head coach went to Washington. Hey, mom and dad, what do you think of that? What do I think of that? What does my brother think of that? Like, that's a conversation that should be allowed. And it is. And everybody gets to make their choice. Yeah. I, I, um, I don't know, man. I, I just, if, if you're not going to limit the the administrators why are we limiting the athletes completely agree that hey if you quit if you get you, i mean you're essentially saying if the coach gets fired or quits he's got to sit out of your before he can take another job mm -hmm. sorry carruthers in the 90s hakuna matata became the new philosophy <laughs> <laughs> never saw the movie sorry oh wait that's right it was around before the movie. it did um, I just wish it was realistic. I wish it was as easy as saying, all oh, these kids are, they're well-paid. They're going to prosper. Who would take advantage of a, of an 18 year old high school senior? <laughs> Lots everybody, of everybody. Uh, yeah, everybody. Yeah, Come on, dude. I agree. Giggity. Uh, OG Gary, what's the primary issue with guys transferring? I'm very curious about that. Because I don't, I don't know what it is. Yeah, why don't the administrators want kids to transfer? That's right, because when the kids play well and get to the college football playoff, their athletic department does well. When the athletic department does well, ad dollars go up, they get paid. So, no, I don't want the kids transferring. That's the mentality, bro. Yeah. And it shouldn't be the kid's responsibility to make Jimmy in the admin office, you know, his $150,000 salary. Totally that's not, agree. That's not their responsibility, man. Yeah, I mean, and if a kid wants to play prize picks, the official daily fantasy partner of the Monty program, why can't he play prize picks? Damn it. <clears throat> and I say he can. All he has to do is download the prize picks app, use the promo code Monty to take 100% deposit match. Yes, yes, yes. That's all it is, man. Up to $100. My mother 
you know, let's go. Let's go. Prize picks. Finally lost last night. And not only did I lose, I got that ass beat. Yep. <laughs> I absolutely got trucked. I, and oh, it, you know what tomorrow is on prize picks. Yeah, Call of Duty Day. Call of Duty Day. Yeah, this idiot over here convinced me I should play a Us. three. A, a we. Sorry about that, Jake. Two O's and lose. Yeah, uh, A-hole over here convinced <laughs> us to play a COD parlay tomorrow. Yeah, uh, COD means Call of Duty Thank for you. all of you casuals. Thank, thank, thank you. you. So uh, I'm rolling with Shotzi and Hydra to win tomorrow. You know. So yesterday I had Paulo Boncaro of the Magic against Atlanta. Seven rebounds. I took more. He had four. By the way. How did you only get four rebounds, lazy ass? Real quick on that. Uh, did anyone notice that DeJounte Murray is one of the cold, coldest dudes in the NBA? Did you see? He didn't even look Trey Young's way. He no. didn't even he didn't even acknowledge Trey Young's existence on that game winner. Goes down, makes the bucket. Trey Young's all pissed off. Yeah, my man's ready not to play for uh, yeah, Quinn bro. Snyder anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Donovan Mitchell and Damian Lillard. I needed six three-pointers. Hey, Dame. Hey, you know, you know why it's not Dame time? Because I could punch you in the face. Jiggle. Okay. Uh, right, they had talk. five combined. I needed six. And then my guy. Anthony Davis. Woo! Save me from a clean sweep of awesomeness. <laughs> Actually, it wouldn't have been that awesome. Wouldn't have been that awesome. No, yeah. sir. Uh, Anthony Davis, uh, 44 and a half. I took more. Points, rebounds, and assists. My guy put up 49. Mm -hmm. huh? It was wow. amazing. Wow, what, bro. What happened? Chill out, okay? What? what? I, I, I don't need fake moaning noises when it comes to prize picks. Daddy! Yeah, I don't, I, I don't yeah, need do. all Everybody that. Everybody needs bro. fake moaning. I, I, I Everybody. Don't, I don't need all that. Daddy! Yeah, download the uh, prize picks app. Uh, because we have got to uh, we have got to talk NBA. A lot of NBA coming up next hour. Lemma Harrington in 30 minutes, presented by our good friends at Tri-Day Trading. But download the Prize Picks app. Play with us, you guys. Use the promo code Monty. Really helps us show out. Um, and if you were in the members only group, Joseph Harper on a daily basis, he grabs you by the back of your neck and shoves your face into his pot of winnings uh, on Prize Picks because all that cat does is win. All right, I'm going to play. Assassin. I'm going to play. A four dollar thirty seven man parlay that's gonna pay seventy eight to one. Welcome to the fucking show. And then I'm gonna take myself to Arby's and I'm gonna get a double beef. All the guy does is he plays these wild ass like five dollar parlays that just win. All it is they all they do is win. That's it. It's it's remarkable. And you could you would be exposed to that. Which is a felony in some states. Uh, in the Monty only member group. Of how good Harper is at this game. He's the elite. Bro, so he's a couple days ago, four days ago, he sends me one. Four picks to pay 50 bucks on a $10 flex play. So, you know, if you get two right, you get a certain amount. If you get four right, you win 50 bucks. Mm -hmm. Listen to this. Jameer Gibbs and Kevin Durant receiving yards and points <laughs> 46 and a half. Harper, seriously. Took more. Next one, Jake Ferguson and Anthony Edwards <laughs> receiving yards and points. Stop. 71 and a half took more. Uh, Jamison Williams and Paula George receiving yards and points. 58 and a half took more. And Tony Pollard and Devin Booker. 42 Devin and a half Booker. receiving oh. yards and points. Oh, Devin Booker. He took more. Oh. Stay hard. <laughs> 
I, I can't take it back. I, I, I can't undo it. Joseph Carruthers says fake moaning noise is for a different kind of show. It is. That's it, a that's a five o'clock hour activity. You, you know, uh, Daddy. Oh, uh, my <laughs> Mike Smith nil signed contracts with business, not school. Very true. Uh, Capazzo. Wow, street clothes Davis actually put out last night. I don't know what he, he did. did when I don't know what he did when he went out to the street clothes Davis. You're assuming that I am not. That's every day. He had a great game. He but he puts out well. So what what I see, um, what I meant um, uh, you um, know he plays um, well Anthony Davis and the thing that nobody wants to say because he's always got a torn something my dude plays well when he Anthony plays street clothes Davis my dude plays well yeah, my R and Gary's L A Lakers are better when he's on the floor but there are some nights where he's better than other nights yeah ask Mrs Davis okay. Um, I don't know. Shooter Texas, why do we still have uh scholarly limitations? It's just a matter of time before schools like Texas have 40 walk-ons who are making 300k in NIL money. Rich schools going to win. Well, at BYU, and I know it was this year, I don't know if it'll be next year, Built Bar put every walk-on on scholarship. Every football player on scholarship mm -hmm. at BYU. That's the deal that I think loosening nil restrictions because i do believe my opinion is schools do do absolutely positively need to be involved in nil yeah you need to be able to make nil deals at the school level yeah is, is what it is it is what it is in my opinion so i mean we can sit here and pretend but i i think you you absolutely have to cyclone steve who's a member of the show for five months let's go baby Love it. Uh, can NIL contracts have GPA and bowl requirements? I don't. I don't believe there are restrictions on what they can be. Um, I don't want to speak out of turn because I am not going to sit here and pretend to know every NIL regulation. But I am pretty certain that there are bonuses built into NIL deals based on um, exposure level. Mm -hmm. So if you get to the college football playoff, your NIL deal now. In, I know for a fact, Shador Sanders. Can't remember who it was had an NIL deal that only happened if they made it to a bowl game. So he lost that NIL deal. But you you have that all. That's pervasive all over, which is one of the things that's so interesting about like Caleb Downs at Alabama. Where is he going to end up? I would be surprised if he left the SEC because he made a ton of money uh, in NIL this year. All SEC um, only freshman ever to lead Alabama in tackles. Like the kid made a ton of money this year going to, with all due respect, the, um, you're not going to make as much money. You would as, as you would at Georgia, you wouldn't be all team, all SRT, right? First team, all SRT, you know, but it just, it is there, there's, there's so much in this, you guys, like I, I, for my money, I, I think anytime we go about and, and I, this is why I go back to the Lopes fan Gabe comment about, well, we'll put a kid with a gun on, on a front line or have him drop bombs off an aircraft carrier, but we can't have him making money at college athletics. No, sir. That's right, T. Here's an M16. Good luck. Oh, you want to make money at NAL? No, David Robinson. We can't do that. Like, think about it. It's rather ridiculous. It is. It's, it's rather ridiculous. Capasso says, uh, I miss James Knight. Hey, man. You know, 
Uh, Aaron Wilson, my cutting satire of him scared him off. I, I, no comment. No comment. Uh, Doc Rob, how are you, Doc Rob? My NIL deal would require maximum exposure. Well, that's a felony in some states. I just want you to know. <laughs> Doc, Doc Rob, presented by Victoria's Secret Banana Hammocks. Okay, let's move on. That felt awkward. Jeff, uh, I am Batman. Okay. I mean, listen, if, if that's how you identify. Because it's all part of the plan. Do they have a bathroom for that? Anyway. You see, I'm a guy of simple taste. We're having a, a congressional hearing about nil yeah what is your position on transgender bathroom what the, like what kind of what question are we is doing that? what are we doing that was the that was speaking of uh no escape from reality for real bro. that was um, I, I i just don't what are we doing um, um, what are we doing what are we doing uh og gary send laurie to my lakers yeah i think it's going to be awfully difficult next hour awfully difficult to get him out of here I had a conversation with an NBA NBA guy today about where the Jazz are, and I think it's going to be almost impossible to get him out of here. So we'll talk about that coming up uh, in 25 minutes. Alema Harrington joins us. Steve uh, Stepanek says, do the kids at SMU make the most on NIL because how much money they say they have? <laughs> Listen, here in Dallas, which this isn't Tarrant County. I just want people to understand. Does somebody tell two holes? It's Dallas County, Dallas, Texas. Apologize to that man. So anyway, here in Dallas, now that um, the college football playoff won't give us any money, and um, we agreed not to take money ever from the ACC. I want more. We're going to go ahead and be funding FSU's legal fund to break up the uh, grant rights. <coughs> so all of your NIL deals need to go to FSU, okay? Can you do something for me? How screwed is SMU? Like, this is so SMU. You guys I, know this is going on, right? You damn well better have a prolific NIL deal going. So SMU agrees to join Calford, Stanford, and Cal, uh, Calford in the ACC. To accomplish that, because we all know that SMU is that one girl that's like, yeah, I'm going to put this mini skirt and heels on. And you're like, mm, you probably should. <laughs> but she does anyway. And SMU's like, hey, come on, man. Let's do this thing together. Um, and the ACC's like, yeah, but we don't want to um, pay you. Okay, that's fine. I work for free. Kitty cat juices is not all over the place. Okay, cool. So now the college football playoff has said, yeah, we don't recognize SMU as a P5 caliber program. You have to check it before you wreck it. We're not going to pay you for them. The <laughs> Dallas Kitty Cat is not yours to have, okay? Dallas County, boy! Like, Boom, I, out of here. If you're an SMU administrator, are you just like, uh-oh? <laughs> yeah, you're I, like, all right, cool. We're, hey, uh, Booster Gang, where are you at? Dude, that's unbelievable. Shooter Texas, I wonder if we will see NFL caliber players who stay four years at in the same school. Ooh, I think I think NIL has changed the way we recruit the transfer portal. And yeah, I do think you're getting guys playing four years because of NIL. But you know what? I think you'll also see. I think you'll also see a lot more people that uh, are are not are not, are going to pull out of the portal. Yeah, which is different. Never mind. And my point is, they're going to. They're going to take their names out of the portal 
because they just wanted the opportunity to go shop. That's where I think you're going to find kids that are going to get thrown into a meat grinder mm-hmm. because coaches can be like, oh, oh, you couldn't get a better deal out there? Yeah, uh, we don't have a place for you anymore. All right, Jimmy. Enjoy punting for Poughkeepsie State. All right. <laughs> right? Like, that's you're going to see that. Now, is Caleb Downs not going to be able to go back to Alabama? He could go back right now. Like, how many Caleb Downs actually exist? Not many. Not many. Not many at all. Um, uh, Drew does her says, oh, we will. I'd name a few, but MFers will just want to argue. What are you talking about? Yeah, What are we talking about? Uh, Monty owes a ribeye. I miss Mrs. Monty. Don't we all? She has a big, she has a big time job. I don't, uh, double S did you know, Notre Dame? And it is my R and guys, 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 Notre Dame, our mother, Notre Dame, our mother is a member of the big 10 in ice hockey. And uh, who here's, I know, I I don't care. (laughs) Who cares dog? I D G A like who cares what conference they're in bro did you guys know like damn did you guys know that notre dame's chess club um is actually in the swack like why does that matter dude you should have seen the prayer circle before the chess tournament it was unbelievable it's unbelievable (laughs) (laughs) and i know you're you're fired up wow because that means notre dame's joining the big 10 no it doesn't No, it doesn't. We've talked talked about this on the show. The only reason Notre Dame would join a conference is if God said so. And God hates Jim Harbaugh. So Notre Dame will never... Hello, we're not available now. (laughs) The only reason Notre Dame would join a conference... Did you cut him off from the college football playoff? Oh, wait. No, you didn't. Um, can they not get their own TV deal? Oh, oh, wait. No, they can't. Oh, they can't recruit? Oh, yeah, they can. Why yeah. would they join a conference in football? Why would we do that? Especially when the college football playoff just expanded. You're right. We wouldn't. We we would never do that. We would never do that. It's it's not going to happen. Not, not ever. Yeah. Ne- even if there's a fire. Nope. Even if do you get, I don't it? have that drop, dude. Step brothers. Yeah, I don't. I Even don't. if there's a fight, I'll drop that mother. I won't call him dad. I'm not doing it ever. <laughs> They're n- the only way that they would join a conference in football. And everybody's like, "Well, Monty, listen, we're all the field hockey teams in. They're they're in the 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 AAC, bro. Never. Okay. And yeah, I, what you're right. It's meaningless. It doesn't. Why does it? And I'm here for it, Steve. Tell me why. What, what like, why does it matter? <coughs> what is Notre Dame lacking that they have to join a conference? I'm and, a die. Pardon me. Uh, it, it, um, uh, I'm here for it. Diehard Notre Dame fan. Notre Dame, our mother. Like, Jesus Notre is Notre Dame, our mother. Jesus is a Notre Dame fan. I'm a recovering Catholic. I was even an altar boy. Go, go back, check. You I'm, know what that's like. These I'm things? not Stephen A. Smith. I don't lie about my track record. I, I'm here for it, dude. Let's wind the clocks back a year or fifty, and go check it out. I'm telling you now, there's not a good reason for us to join a conference. 
ever, ever, ever. Okay. Sean Rollins, Gifted 5, Monty Show Memberships. Oh, Let's go. Sean, my guy. Let's go. Nice job. Uh, Shooter Texas, my point was guys like Lamar Jackson staying at Lobo or RG3 at Baylor. That's over. Lamar would have been money whipped by Tennessee or Florida and RG3 by UT or that, NM. Okay, yeah. Okay, but who cares? It's 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 on the school to go out and compete for these kids. Let's stop putting it on the kids to compete at yet another thing. Do you understand that these kids have been competing their whole <laughs> life, yeah. bro? Like, I mean, literally since the first day they were able to lift a weight, they've been competing. So I'm good with it. Make the schools compete for the best talent, just like we do, you know, in the NFL, you know, in Major League Baseball, the NBA, in business every day. Like, Make people compete for these kids. And if that means the kid makes more money, cool. Let's talk about rolling out Mando education on managing money. How about that? I mean, I know that that's crazy, right? Yeah. That's what I can't get by. These kids have been competing their whole life. Why are we going to ask them to compete more? Yeah. Hey, wow. Look at Kaylin DeBoer. Wow. That's a, that's a big flipping deal. Uh, Austin Mack has committed to Alabama. Uh, the four-star quarterback um, that was committed to Washington um, is following Kalen DeBoer to Alabama. I don't give a piss about nothing but the time, he, baby. That's right. He reclassified to 2023, too. That was a big deal. That's another thing that the, the old heads don't like. Wow, hey, man, why is little Teddy reclassifying? I don't understand this. We still um, got Cooper Manning down here, bro. Um, that's a big deal at Alabama. I'm telling I think, and I'm probably wrong about this, but, and I, I don't know what you guys think about this on the Monte Show, as always, presented by our good friends at The Advocates, theadvocates.com. Um, I think kids that are talented players, if you're a, a four-star recruit at quarterback, you can pretty much write your ticket. And you want to play at a blue blood. Mm -hmm. And if, if Kayla DeBoer calls you and says, uh, Hey bud, I'm going to Alabama. You want to go with? Yes. You, you're going to book the airfare. Or am I <laughs> right? And that kid, that kid is following Alabama Willie on TikTok and Instagram because Alabama is a place you want to win, man. You're going to play in big games every year. You're going to be on national TV you want to play at Alabama. It's your path to the draft. Yes. Yes. That's a big win for Alabama. That is a big, big win. Yeah. Because you're there. There's no way. Um, there's no way to, to spin it. You're going to have to rebuild the talent base at Alabama and, and at, and at Washington as well, or excuse me, Washington, Washington, uh, as well, because you lost a bunch of dudes, man. And it is, it, it is Proctor downs like, and most of the guys in the portal at Alabama are, are third tier players. Like they're not down in down out guys. You don't replace Caleb downs. Yeah. That is a generational, probably the best safety to ever come to Alabama for one year. And he's in the portal at Proctor. Screw you. You're going to Iowa. You're leaving Bama to probably go to but Iowa. That's like, come your on choice that, but, but, and I'm with you. But that's dude's choice, right? You want to go to a small-time program with all due respect to Iowa? You want to go there? Great. Go ahead and make your bed, bud, because we don't need to feel sorry for you, right? I'm not going to feel sorry for you, 
but he should have the opportunity to do that if he so pleases. And that's all this discussion's about, bro. That's it. This is like this is like old Cliffy Kingsbury interviewing with the Chicago Bears. Yeah, the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears. Ditka and stuff. So wait, let me get this right. You're Cliff Kingsbury. You're you're one of the hottest offensive coordinator candidates in the NFL. Well, I don't know what his looks have to do with it, but you know. Oh, jeez. <laughs> um, it just makes me laugh every time I do it. Um, but you're you're Cliff Kingsbury, the sex machine of coaches. Yeah, yeah. And you're seriously considering becoming Matt Ebersucks's offensive coordinator. <laughs> Cliffy. Dude. Cliffy. Um you work for Sean McVay and the Rams, whose offense was remarkably better than anybody thought it would be. So you're gonna go interview with the the Bears? Um, Get out! Of um, here. He's not taking but that dude, job. Dude, it's it, it's Caleb Williams and his time at USC. Come on, and you know, come on. come on, dude. It's all lining up. The stars are aligning for the Bears. Yeah, I I am not the guy that's gonna buy even for a second even for a second that you're taking that job. Mm -hmm. I'm not. And I'd also point out that the San Diego chargers found a way around the rule. Did you guys hear this real quick? Um, Cause we'll have a lemon Harrington on here in just a bit. We'll ask him about the transfer portal and all that as well. Uh, but in the NFL, you're in a dark period right now. You cannot interview for coaching or executive positions, any team's employee until the 22nd. So the Chargers have been trying to interview candidates, specifically minority candidates, to fulfill their Rooney Rule requirement. They're one of the few teams that was able to get David Shaw to interview, the former Stanford coach. And they interviewed him today. They can now hire any coach they want. And it is, it's going to be remarkable. If, if they hire Harbaugh, and I think that's what's going to happen. I, I Again, I was talking to an NFL dude today who said that is 95% the expectation around the NFL. Yeah. Um, Bill Belichick's locked in Atlanta, it would seem. He's meeting with their executive committee on Saturday where it is expected Bill Belichick will get a contract offer. Yeah, I'm not talking um, about that. And I think Jim Harbaugh is going to get that job now by the end of the week. So that that will be that will be very interesting to follow and see how that plays off. Uh, KC boss. Look at the old timers coming back together as one in the bosom of the Monty show. Stay the hard. warmth. Anyway, good to see you, KC. We boss. really did. Uh, Billy, Bill G says checkmate Jesus. Yes. Checkmate Jesus. Yes. God bless. Yes. Uh, Steve says, I just think it's cool. They are the only team that could win a national championship in the big 10 ACC and as an independent in the same year. Okay. Okay. And we're faulting them for that. No, no. He just thought that was neat. Uh, James ND should join a conference full time. Okay. I'll, we can just stop right there. Is this the James <laughs> comment of the day? Is this the comment? Hey, money. James always triggers you fat ass. Is this the one that's going to set you off like a powder keg, boy? It may well do that. It may do that. <clears throat> wait, wait. I'm just going to stand up. Just the best. Do you want something a little more upbeat or you like the sad music? You drink some music. 
Yeah, just drink some water here, some water. All right, I got my water ice down. Okay. <laughs> Cleansing breaths. <laughs> I really feel like I need to do a downward dog, but I'll skip that part. Okay. Whew. Let's read the James comment of the day. Anita Dick and Ming. Um, <laughs> bro, why are you hating on this guy, bro? Come on. Because this is going to be that comment. I have any, I swear I have not read it. Um, but a comment that starts with Notre Dame should join a conference full-time so? If you felt these balls. This is not going to end well. It's not. James. <clears throat> Notre Dame should join a conference full-time so if they win the ACC, they can get into the top four in the new college football playoff. Only top four conference champs will get a bye. Yay. But here I am. Do you understand? No, no, James. I'm not doing it. It's it's Notre Dame. It it's it, it's our mother. Notre Dame, our mother. Right. Their 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 path is paved to the college football playoff. You ought to know. You bought it. If they're the 12th team, you might as well slot them in at eight because. I, I shouldn't. Joseph Carruthers, lap, like a lapper. Uh, bro, what you talking about, man? Mountain Mama's up there talking about how touchdown Jesus is a leper. And, uh, <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm, I'm over okay. here just trying okay. to help. No. Uh, Mike Smith, Monty wakes up in the middle of the night with cold sweats yelling, damn it, James. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Sean Rollins says, yay. Johnny Gonzalez, has anyone ever poured buckshot into an icy tray and used the cubes uh, to flavor other buckshots? No. I mean, these are these are things that we all um, we all should consider doing. Mm -hmm. I mean, to me, this the greatness of that comment. Yeah, we might just have to, to try it out. Schemers trying to control their little world. Shooter, Texas. Hey, boy. How about by, by the way, Shooter? Is is your safe word Dave Aranda sucks? Um, or no? I don't. I don't know. Uh, I, I, I don't know uh, if uh, I don't know quite. I don't quite know how to answer that, to be honest. Um, or or, uh, or is it Dave Aranda lifetime contract at Baylor? Yeah, I'm not talking about that. How much sweat do you think rolls off his scalp? Um, anyway, uh, Notre Dame to the Big 12 confirmed, exactly. Right, right. right. Um, James, Notre Dame can get into the playoff right now, but teams 5 through 12 have to play, play an extra game. It makes the path to the national championship harder. Uh, or I could – well, they do have to play an extra game. Is what it is. Is what it is. Um, Notre Dame to the Big 12. Eric Wasikowski hey, from Plymouth Camp. Wasikowski. <laughs> oh, ho, UAW. Um, if Notre Dame joins the conference, it'll be the Big Ten. They are making less right now with their new contract. Hey, man. Guys, 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 guys. It's all about the money. They're never going to share football revenue. Nah. Ever. Why would you? Ever. Uh, Monty doesn't like James because James and Two Holes are best texting buddies now. Are you guys textually like, did you guys say goodnight? Did you tell him again? Because <laughs> I know you tell James every chance you get how much you love him. You know, I've love let him down. You. I've let him I down. Love you. 
you're my friend and I love you. The lie detector test determined <laughs> that was a lie. <laughs> exactly right. Uh, Dave Aranda is not anyone's safe word. I, I, you are not, I, you know, uh, daddy Aranda, daddy, dude, are you kidding me? Right oh, now? it's daddy, daddy. Dave. Dave. I'm not your daddy. But, what? Who are you? The Philadelphia Eagles? You didn't fire Dave Aranda? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. uh, pack two poaching Notre Dame. Okay. Um, Trent CN says Notre Dame football uh, contract and Big Ten football contract do end the same year. They do. They do. They do. It's um, the fucking vernal equinox. Yeah, could happen. <laughs> uh, James is, uh, Jake is cool. I know he has been busy. <laughs> Did you send him his gift card? Yes. Yes, I did. But how come you haven't? You guys are friends now. And when, Jake, when you're friends, you, there's a there's like protons and neutrons, and they meld together and they biologics. Come, it's <laughs> I want to be your friend, Jakey. Okay. Carruthers, I heard you say I love you to James the other day, too, Monty. No, I didn't. No. Never. Even if there's a fight. <laughs> we need that drop now. Uh, James joined the Bacavo Reading Club. Get that man a deluxe. Bacavo. <laughs> oh, my God. Mapes. That's a requirement. Fucking Mapes. That's Dude. amazing. <laughs> Long time listener. Oh. Mike Smith, uh, James and Jake, male bonding. Stop, stop, <laughs> stop, bro. I did right by the dude. Got him to delete a tweet. You know, got him to delete a tweet. Got him to handle his business. Oh, my God, you know, dude. Gave him some positive reinforcement. You straight up told the dude on the phone on the show in front of 3 million listeners a month that you loved him. Yeah. Did you think there was a free pass associated with that? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm James. This is what I always tell James. You're a character on the show, James. This is why you're legendary. Yeah, man. You read books on Kindle. I'm Hi, not judging James, you. Welcome back. I am not judging you. I am not judging you at all. Yeah, you have an Amazon Fire TV. How are you going to judge him, dude? Come oh, the Fire TV is fire, dude. Yeah. Uh, uh, when see, you dude, see when, fire fire. when you watch Jazz Plus. <laughs> <laughs> it is high death. There he is. Well, hello, Alema. How are you guys doing? I'm sorry for the background noise. We got somebody up in our studio, so I'm down in one of the suites. And... As you can hear, there's a little rehearsal going on for the national anthem. I feel a little disrespectful that I'm not laying out, as we say in the industry, lay out and not say anything while they're um, rehearsing. But this is a rehearsal. It's not the actual national anthem. So um, I, I think we, we plow forward and they're almost done. Oh, he's hitting a there high note. He's hitting a high note. I'm not sure <laughs> if this is a violin or what's going on here. And the home. Of the jazz, <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I, maybe this first is, time ever on the Monty show. Could be. That's right. I, I used to dream of playing the violin as a kid. I so wanted it, what? but my sausage fingers were yeah, never getting. You seem it done. like more of a bass guy, dude. I'll be honest. Yeah. Thank you. Thank. You. Did you play yeah. an instrument? 
I, oh, I actually, I, I, I tell this story. My, my dad wanted his sons because my dad was an entertainer. And, and um, I think that he loathed that he never learned to play the piano. And so he had, you know, me and my twin brother, we were in piano lessons for five years. I still cannot read music. And my mom always said, someday you're going to regret that you quit piano. And I said, I'll never regret that day. Right. And, you know, crying every time I had to go to piano lessons. Um, and I think it took about 50 years. And then I was like, eh, I kind of wish I could play the piano. But, you know, it's it is what it is. I can't read music. I DJ, so I, you know, on the ones Ooh. and twos, I, I like to do that. But <clears throat> I just, uh, I've, I have a hard time with math, and I have a hard time with music. I just think Same. it's the way my brain operates. Did yeah. You? Okay. Now we're gonna play the last bar again. That's yeah. Fine. Yeah. You know, yeah, a little, a little encore performance right here. It's, it's gorgeous. Yeah. It's actually very relaxing. I feel like yeah. we're on the deck of the Titanic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that's relaxing, but but I'll go with that. I'll go Wait, with you that. said you have a twin brother? Yes. You, were you not aware of that? No. Yes, Who's I older? have a twin brother. So he's one minute older, cesarean uh, C-section. Um, and, uh, and and so, yeah, I, I call him my partner from the, the womb. And we were fortunate. That's why when I watch sports and I see brothers get to play together um, on the same team, more than the Nakua's did it at BYU or, yeah. or, you know, whatever the case may be, I always just, cause I cherish that. My brother was, was a great athlete. We both had scholarships to BYU. Um, and then we ended up, he played on the defensive side. I played on the offensive side, but when we were in high school, I, I, I don't know if this is offensive for me to say that this, but he was my fullback. So we ran an I formation. He oh, was wow. the fullback. He also played quarterback at a different, you know, different times, um, but he was that guy, just that selfless player that would play every position. I was kind of the glory hound that was, you know, the eye formation uh, tailback that that was, you know, looking for yards and touchdowns. Yeah. Wow. That is such a cool story. That's yeah. awesome. Um, speaking of Puka Nakua. Yeah. Dude, that was fun to watch. That That is, I think, BYU. And I think they do a great job on social media. I think that is so good for BYU yeah. recruiting. Absolutely. Right? And with Tay going there, you know, his his brother and and uh, trying to just, you know, keep that. And, and and it's so much of this recruiting, especially I don't know if I, I, should, I can speak from my own experience because I am half, you know, my, half Samoan. Right. My father's Samoan. My mom is Caucasian. Um, and so I understand the recruiting process from a Polynesian Ainga Ohana family standpoint. And it, it really is how you treat that family and. Sometimes you might not be targeting the kid that you're actually recruiting at the moment, but you're targeting one of his cousins or you're, you're targeting his younger brother. Yeah. Um, but there, there's a, a lot of that comes into play. And I don't think that's exclusive to the Polynesian families. I think that that goes with any group that or family that, that you're recruiting out of. But I can tell you, you know, for the Atawayas that that all played at BYU, um, you know, that that was important to them. And then when when I was covering the university of when i came back in 96 and i was covering the university of utah coach mack did a phenomenal job and and coach coach chow and, and coach uh, edwards were the ones that recruited me coach chow actually went to the same high school as me in hawaii wow. um but when when coach mack took over at the university of utah he came in there he hired steve kafusi 
from BYU, where he was a graduate assistant, got him into the fold. And they then they got all of the Kalfusis. And the Kalfusis had, prior to that, Rich Kalfusi and Steve were both BYU guys. Steve is, is a classmate of mine, and I overlapped with Rich a little bit. But he understood the recruiting process of how to get these kids, right? And and then you mm-hmm. you you treat them right, and you understand the culture, and that's what you know, Coach Mack. That turned that program around, and all of a sudden, all of the the you know Polynesian recruits that we were getting out of Hawaii at BYU, now it's like they had an option. When I went to BYU, I think it was maybe three, at least three, maybe four years in a row that BYU was recruiting or or signing the player of the year out of Hawaii, from Kurt Govea to Lakehemuli to oh. Thor Salanoa, all of these kids, right? And, all these names. And, yeah, and, and Kurt Govea is not an LDS kid, and he was player of the year offense and defense in football as a quarterback in the safety and also player of the year in basketball. I mean, wow. those those are the kinds of guys that BYU was attracting at that time. And then when when Coach Mack took over at the University of Utah, man, it just shifted everything. And now all of a sudden, it, you couldn't just walk into BYU or you walk into Hawaii as a BYU you know coach and just you know have your pick of who you were going to sign. Yeah. And so when he got the Kemoyatus out of Kahuku, that was a big deal. And then the, the tide started to shift a little bit. And it was like, uh-oh. So anyway. Yeah. But it's Aloma, fun where to are you at on the where are you at on the transfer portal and NIL? Like that this whole thing with Ooh. the Department of Justice today. Um, I don't know if you heard this. I know you're busy. The Department of Justice yeah. signed on to a lawsuit with 10 other attorneys generals um going after the NCAA's transfer limitations and whatnot. Where are you at? It, it are you a supporter of the transfer portal? How do you feel about all that? This, I mean, originally, right, The I, I've always felt uh, this way about the transfer portal because uh, obviously when I played, we didn't have the transfer portal. And that doesn't, doesn't mean the people didn't transfer because they did. But it was, it was difficult to do, and Lavelle was always very accommodating for a kid that wanted to transfer. And I would watch this happen, guys that were dissatisfied with what was happening at whatever school they they were at, and, and I had a you know a kid from from my high school that was playing at Cal. I had another one that was at Notre Dame, um, and so I'm watching from these different perspectives. And every every time I saw somebody transfer because they didn't like, let's say, the politics of where they were, they would go into another situation, and the politics were relatively similar. Like they were walking into kind. Of, plus, you had to sit out a year depending on where you were transferring, unless you went NAIA or whatever the case may be. I mean, there were so many limitations. I was in favor of it originally because I felt like coaches were moving so much that if the coach that recruited you leaves, then you should have a, a, an opening to be able to move at that point. That, that I felt was just, you know, would be justified and right to allow that to happen. But the way that it is now, um, I mean, it's interesting for sure. But at the same time, you know, being able to just move around all over the place and really almost no limitations on what you're able to do. And and you couple that with the NIL and all of a sudden it's whoever's got the most money, they're going to be able to land the players. 
And, you know, this is this is what if you're Brigham Young University, this is what you're dealing with. This mm -hmm. is how you have to compete in this era. And you have to make a firm decision on whether or not you're willing to do that or not, because, you know, you got to understand in the Big 12 what the going rate for a starting quarterback is. And you got to be able to offer that. Yeah. So. Yeah, I agree. I, th I just think that it's. We don't know where this is going, and I, yeah. I we're always going to have college football. I don't think it's like that. I just think the identity of our of our brands has become, I think, so much more important because you can't count on, in most situations, you can't count on your best player being there. And I mean, obviously, Nick Saban retired, but how like Caleb Downs, the safety at 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 Alabama, is the first freshman ever to lead that team in tackles. He's in yeah. the transfer portal. He's not coming back. Like, I think it is so difficult when you you lose a player and you're like, that's your quarterback or that's your safety. Like, we're yeah. becoming more about the brand, I think, than the player. Well, I, I think, you know, in, in some regards, it allows the players to have a little more self-determination. Um, but it's just it's so wide open now. It's just it, it's crazy to me. And and as you're referring to the you know the brands, whether it's Michigan or Alabama or Notre Dame, um, those brands that that have that kind of juice, uh, I think, are still the ones that are going to benefit the most. And even though you got a kid that's leaving Alabama, which you would think, man, why wouldn't you stay at, at Alabama? Uh, but you know, they're in that program. They might see writing on the wall or whatever the case may be. But it has become, this is my personal opinion. It has become too individualistic, if that's a word, right? Pe guys are just looking out for themselves. The, the, this mm, idea absolutely. of I'm playing for the team. Like, guys are not coming back for another year to play with their guys. They're coming back for another year because the NIL money is better than what they might get in the NFL. And to me, that's, that's the sad part. Um, and, and obviously we look at Puka Nakua who was, you know, transferred out of Washington. We're happy to get him. And at the same time, you know, there, there's a, it's a double edged sword. And I, I just, for me, the, the sad part is that I feel like to a degree that we are losing the team environment. Like this is, yes. these are my guys. I think I'm trying to think, Oh, I, I think it was, um, I was watching a feature that somebody had done on Dam Damian Lillard. Yeah. And Damian, of course, as we all know, who played his entire mm -hmm. career at Weber State, if he had been playing in today's, you know, environment, who knows what that would have looked like. But one of the players at Weber State made a comment. He said, the thing that I appreciate about what Damian did was he has some place to come home to. Like they were celebrating, this was an event uh, a few, maybe a year back or so where he was in town and they were, you know, honoring him in, in some way, shape or form. Yeah. But he had a place where he could go, you know, and it's, you know, even if you look back at, at the guys that are hanging in these rafters, Stockton and Malone, even though yeah. Malone did go spend a year at the, the Lakers, you know, <laughs> it's hard to think about players like LeBron James, like where, where are they going to retire his number yeah. Um, or are they going to retire to all of those places? And I get that Shaq is getting his number retired at Orlando and, and understandable because that's where he was drafted. But, you know, in the NFL or in NBA, because of free agency, guys do move all over the place. Yeah. There was a time when 
the college football was had some so a pure quality to it. Um, and and for me, I got to say this: for me, I love covering high school football because it's it's really athletics at its purest. Yeah. But even in high school, you're starting to see more and more transfers. And guys are, you know, going to whatever, I won't name names of schools, but guys are going to schools where, you know, not where they grew up. This is not my neighborhood. I'm not representing my community. I'm just going where, and understand, I I get it, but going where I have the best launching point to the next part of my career. And I feel like, like there's a price we pay for that, that we're losing the, the value of what teamwork is all about, what being a team is all about. Yeah, I agree. And and again, I just go back to, I think fans have to hang on to brands, man. Whether it's Utah, whether it's BYU, you name it. I mean, you got to hang on. If you're at Washington, I mean, I can't, you can't tell me that Husky fans are going to be Bama fans now because the coach left. Like, I just don't, I think we hang on to brands. Speaking of hanging on to players, uh, Alema Harrington joins us, presented by TridayTrading.com. Um, I, th- this revival by the Jazz has continued, um, and I, I, what is different about Will Hardy? Has something changed? Because I, I think we all believe in Will Hardy as a head coach of this club. Yeah, but I think you have to put your fingers on what's different about this team on the floor and off of it. So, ha- yeah. what has changed about Will Hardy and the Jazz? Well, I, I think what we were just talking about, right? Which is team, which is very difficult to do in the professional arena because everybody is looking out for themselves. And and a, a head coach's job is to put guys in positions where they can succeed. Um, and certainly Will Hardy, both with, you know, schematically and from a cultural standpoint has created an environment that, that you know, would support that. We were having this discussion, Mike Smith and myself were having this discussion. This was... Uh, I believe it was off the air. Um, and, and, you know, I use, as you guys know, some of the best conversations actually happen when the mics are off. Oh, yeah. But we're having this conversation about Will Hardy. And for those that don't know, Will Hardy played at a small school. He understood he wasn't going to play in the NBA. Um, he was just about to um, sign on or go work for, I believe, a senator in Washington and write speeches and, and do some, you know, some work there. But the point being that I I believe that he has a strong communications background, like he can write, he can speak, he can communicate. And as Mike and I were were talking, it's like, I think that that his ability, because of that background and and for, I mean, to, to, you know, push that that story forward obviously right before the week before he was supposed to go to washington he gets a call from a guy that was an uh, alumni of the school that he went to that he had done done some service for like he you know somebody asked him oh can you help us move or something so he can help this family move and so this guy gives him a call and he says what are you going to do and he says i'm going to go to washington and he says well i have actually have a connection with the san antonio spurs and coach popovich you know, I can I can get you connected. So he ends up calling over there and they end up hiring him and they hire him as as just a, a line assistant where he's you know doing film and, and, and those things. But, you know, it just goes to show that that his ability to be able to communicate, I, in my opinion, it is has been powerful because yeah. this is a guy that that is in his mid 30s right? Coaching these guys. 
And that's difficult to do sometimes because they're, they're almost your peers. So his ability to be able to communicate a message, both with, I think, some, some compassion and with some authority um, has been the difference in how this team has turned it around. Because we can go back about two months, a month and a half maybe, when the team was playing bad. Like it was just bad basketball. It yeah. was no pass, like just dribble down, no pass possessions, and you know, one and done, and they're they're going back on defense after a missed shot. And well, Coach Hardy just got fed up with it, and he said, "Okay, this is not the brand of basketball that we play here. We're going to play hard and pass, and you can either do that or you can sit." And um, you know, obviously, the coaches, the 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 one real thing that they have as far as leverage is playing time. And guys bought in. And because they have bought in, and it, did, it didn't happen overnight, but as, as it happened over a course of maybe a couple of weeks, all of a sudden, this is a completely different franchise. Now, yeah. he made some significant adjustments to the starting lineup, and the new starting lineup that he has now um, is as effective as anything that they've seen. And you add to that that the bench is playing great. Like right now, the Jazz are the hottest team in the NBA. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, you know, I think what's interesting about that is, look how many guys had their role changed. Yeah. If you look at Walker, if you look at Jordan Clarkson, THT, like I think when you you look at a guy like Walker Kessler, he should have expected to have been starting. But mm -hmm. I don't know what your eyes tell you, and I'm sure you have a stat or 71 to back it up, but <laughs> this team's better with offensively anyway with John Collins on the floor. Yeah. Or at least it feels that way to me, watching them night in and night out. Like, there's a lot of guys you talk about buying in, Alema. I think it speaks volumes about Will Hardy and the professionalism of this team that a lot of guys change their roles and really winning kind of quiets things, but a lot of guys change their role and they haven't really complained about it. Yeah. And 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 it really to to me, it, it it the foundation of it is the culture. Like you have to establish a culture where guys are willing to buy in for the greater good. And, and adjust their roles, right? And Coach Quinn Snyder used to say, and I think he stole this from Coach Brown back in the day, you know, you, you um, accept your role, um, then you uh, embrace your role. I can't remember what it is, but it ends up you star in your role, right? But, but it starts with being able to accept that this is what you're being asked to do. And that's hard for professional athletes because everybody wants to be, be a starter. I think most of us remember when Carlos Boozer was coming back from that hamstring injury that he had forever and, and was not playing. And somebody asked him when he came back, um, well, are you going to come off the bench? And he, he looked at them with an incredulous look as uh, I'm a starter. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of that mindset. And I'm not, this is not just about Carlos. This is, this is, you know, most players in the NBA, they see themselves as a starter for yeah. Jordan Clarkson, who had his best year in his career last year as a starter to be asked to go back to the bench where now he's having the same numbers that he had when he, he got, uh, you know, sixth man of the year um, to ask a guy to do that. And for him to just accept that and embrace it and come out and, and go ahead and, and, and perform in that role. Uh, it's, it's remarkable to me that, that that's happening but it's happening because they've created an environment and a culture where that's what, it, when you walk in here, when you walk into their locker room, there's that big poster and kind of mural that says all love. Right. And it's, yeah. that's what jazz basketball is, is about. And 
Now, I'll just I'll just say this. It's easy to do this when you're winning. Yes. Right? Because because winning makes everything great. Um, the, the challenge will be, and they've had this challenge already, and I think part of their success is because they went through those hard times. But they're going to have hard times again. Oh, and yeah. so it's going to be being able to coach through that, uh, which I think Will Hardy is very capable of. Um, but right now we are riding just a, just a, a wave of, of success that is it, – it's fun. I mean, obviously, it's always you know more fun to do a a, a post game show after a win than you know after the fifth loss in a row. So, yeah. Well, and it's not going to be so good. fun. It's not going to be so fun to go on a long trip because this next trip coming up is yeah. cold weather, long travel, like tough games, tough venues, yeah. and then you come home and it's not like it gets easier before you end. Up, yeah. You really end up that stretch in Phoenix. Like we're gonna find out, I think, really who this new club is. Yeah. Uh, through that trip. But Alema Harrington is only here because of our friends at TridayTrading.com. Alema, again, I, I talk about it every day on the show, but I really believe the confidence in the skill set that you develop and learn as you go through the TridayTrading.com program, I, I think it is invaluable. And I think it is one of the single biggest reasons yeah. to get that, to get rolling with Triday Trading. Yeah, I would agree 100%. And for your, your viewers that are watching here locally in the state of Utah, one of the great things about this is your ability to have access to your coach, whether it be via a webinar or via in person, you can do that. Um, but those resources that are provided along with the proprietary software, which is fantastic. I mean, the proprietary software, it, it just it, it does it for you. But you still have to understand and, and go through kind of that learning curve. And, and you need support in the process because we all come into this, most of us, at least I did as a novice and and there's language that i didn't understand and and my coach jared was so good with me saying hey i'm gonna teach you this lingo so th that you understand what we're talking about with the wicks and all the different things that are, are part of you know the display so that you can understand and then as i was working with him he could see because he's been coaching for a long time the things that i needed to know so that i could be successful and that's the beauty of this program is, is that Triday Trading is invested with you in your success because in the program, they're going to fund an account for you to trade and they're, they're going to, you know, put you in a position to win because in the end, depending on the program that you're in, you're either taking home uh, up to 80% of the, the profits. So they still get 20% of that. So they want you to be successful. Yeah. So they're going to coach you and and put you in a position to succeed and th those resources outside of if you look at any of the other programs those resources are really what sets triday trading apart it's the people at triday trading because they're so attuned to what needs to be done for you to be successful and that that coaching part is is huge because i always talk about you know just like any other event and comparing it to athletics, you know, you have yeah. some practice, then you have a scrimmage before you get to the game. Well, you get all of that with Tri-Day Trading. You got the practice, and then you're going to scrimmage, which is you're you're going to gonna pretend like you're live and treat it like it's live. So this scrimmage is preparing you for that moment when you get into the game and you can handle the pressure. Yep, absolutely. I I I liken it to golf, man. You yep. got to go to the range before you can get out on the course and try to, I think the support that you get from Triday Trading, Alema, exactly yep. right. 
decades long business, local entrepreneurs, like everything you want in a business partner, TridayTrading.com is there for you. Uh, let me have a great call tonight. Yeah. Have a good show, rather, I should say. Uh, enjoy the game. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Always a pleasure. You bet, my guy. That's Alema Harrington. Always good to see him. And I, I'm telling you, the insight and the knowledge that Alema Harrington has about things like transfer portals and the history of college football, and I just think you can't get it anywhere else. I love, love guys who played the game in a different era who have the empathy and understanding of what it was and what it is. And I think Alema is fantastic can't at that. Can't replace first-hand experience. No, you can't. Tridaytrading.com. Uh, make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Get to TridayTrading.com slash Monty. $10, 30-day trial membership. You get the entire program for 30 days. You make a $10 charitable donation, and they're going to hook you up. TridayTrading.com. All right, let's get your comments in here. Um, appreciate everybody who's here today. Let's see. Uh, Edward Wayner says, I'm like number 71. We like it. <laughs> we like it. Like number 74 now. Appreciate that. Come on, get us to 100 before let's 5 o'clock. Yeah, go, we got 23 minutes to get to 100. Hook it up. Um, let's see. Did did we? Did Sean? Did we shout out Sean Rollins? For I don't know, but we'll shout him out again. Yeah. Let's go, Sean Rollins. Appreciate you. Uh, thanks so much for that. Shooter, t Texas. I've been fighting the hiccups for like 20 minutes. It's terrible, isn't it? It is absolutely brutal. The six-man idea should be renamed the Manu Ginobili job. No one did it better. Okay. Uh, that's so dangerous. So dangerous. Um, You missed everything, Gary Wolf. What's up, Gary Wolf? Where the heck have you been? Good to see you, my friend. Um, Like number 75, Katie Raider says, boo. <laughs> welcome to the show katie raider um real quick i think one of the bigger stories today um if you're just tuning in is that david shaw interviewed with the la chargers today oh but Monty, it's david shaw they'd want to hire him right david shaw has been very hesitant very hesitant to interview with nfl teams i think and we can debate the merits of the Rooney rule some other time, I guess. I think that David Shaw doesn't want to be that guy. And so, oh, look at this text message I just got. Um, Hey, I will be going to California soon during my vacation. Can we meet there and have mm -hmm time? Sure. Glad to delete that report. And report wow, bro. You're a global icon, bro. I have been getting so much text messages, like just junk text messages. Macaque. Good Lord. Anyway, uh, David Shaw yeah. wraps up the Rooney Rule requirement for multiple candidates to be minorities. And this frees the, the LA Chargers now to hire their candidate. And I think it's going to, I've got to believe it happens before the weekend mm -hmm. because once Saturday gets here, you go into a moratorium where you cannot make major announcements. I think we won't get Bill Belichick until Monday. Officially, we may get you know, Schefter bombs. Sources. Because I think, I think Belichick is um, the next head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. He meets oh. with their executive committee. He has already met with Arthur Blank, the owner of the Falcons. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a core group of guys that um, four of them in on their executive committee in Atlanta. 
They're going to talk to Belichick on Saturday. It's a win-win proposition to hire Bill yes. Belichick. And but I think the Falcons, you need that guy. I think we get our Jim Harbaugh news. Um, I think we get that offer and more news on that tomorrow. Um, I think there's a real good chance because can you guys believe it's already Thursday? It's wild, dude. I, I was making my breakfast this morning. I'm like, wait, it's Thursday? Thursday. How's it Thursday already, bro? Uh, it's unbelievable. It, it is unbelievable that we are already uh, at Thursday. And I, I, yeah. Anyway, so my point is, I'm like a squirrel today, dude. I am not focused. I think we get our Harbaugh announcement tomorrow. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Um, because I think that's the one thing that our, that our NFL friends have been telling us is that we're waiting. Um, because there, right now, no NFL team can interview an employee of another NFL team um until monday because again they want to limit the news cycle when the nfl playoff games are happening mm -hmm. so you cannot interview anybody until monday well now we know that's done for the chargers they can make their offer and i think you will you will see i would guess the chargers already have that deal in place because jim harbaugh is not coming out to la to interview with you unless you had a financial uh setup in place with don Yee, his agent so we know he did, came out to L.A., interviewed. I would guess this process would go pretty quickly. Now. Yeah, I mean, for Jim, it really should be a one-and-done interview. I mean, that's that's what he asked for. That's what it should be. Uh, and, yeah, you know, I think for the Chargers, it makes the most sense. And I also think that, you know, this this timeline for the Chargers, like, you need to get this done and moving. Like, it's you're in the offseason already. You're not playing football games anymore. Let's get this done and, and move along. Yeah, I, I just – I don't – one, I think this is a real indictment on the Rooney rule. Does it get a guy like David Sean NFL interview? Yeah, but I don't think he wants the interview unless he's a legitimate candidate. Exactly. And, and I don't think you can – you can't tell me that who's another head coaching candidate. Uh, Eric Mike, Bieniemy. Eric Bieniemy or Mike Vrabel. Tell me that Mike Vrabel is not a, a more serious candidate than David Shaw. And I mean with all due respect to David Shaw. Legit, all due respect. Phenomenal job at Stanford. Really good coach. But he's not a better NFL candidate than Mike Vrabel. No, he's not. And it's hard to argue that he is, right? So for me, I think it is very interesting. I'm not going to say that it's a failure. I'm not. Man, we're watching the American Express uh, golf tournament at La Quinta. Bro. There's a bunker on 16 that is 20 feet deep. And guys are having trouble getting out of it again this year. And it's been a years-long battle. It's an iconic bunker. It is. Guys have struggled to get out of this bunker for years. Michael Block, one of the best stories in golf last year, is in this bunker right now. He just hit one shot and couldn't get out of it. And it is almost an impossible shot to get out of it. It, it is a cardinal sin to hit a ball into that bunker. It is. And it will take It will take probably... It's like five, six strokes at least. I think it. he will get out on the second one. But there's a lot of dude. Last year there was a guy that took a nine on the 16th uh, because it's that difficult to get out of that bunker. It is that difficult to get out of it, and I think it is. I think it is very difficult. Ooh, golf is a hard sport, man. Anyway, my point is, I think the Rooney Rule is a complete failure. It is. Having said that, now, um, I think that Jim the the way has been paved for Jim Harbaugh. Um, OG Gary, the Wayne Rooney rule. Okay. Tell Mrs. Monty to save that stuff for when you get home. I'll do that. Uh, no doubt. Uh, shooter, Texas. Can we finally admit the Rooney rule is a sad joke? 
it's time to get rid of it. Well, I don't think you can get rid of it. it yeah, I mean, it's... I don't know. You're not going to incentivize somebody and say, well, hey, uh, we'll give you an extra draft pick if you hire a minority candidate. It's ridiculous. It's an, it, it's the, it, the insult is doubled. I think that, sadly, the win is putting, you know, people of color in front of NFL general managers and owners, and maybe they trip and fall in love with you. Unfortunately, it's guys like Eric Bieniemy, it's guys like Les Frazier, it's qualified professional men like David Shaw who wind up being token interviews. Brian Flores. Brian Flores is is another guy that should be a, a an NFL head coach again, but he's not. And why is he not? Because he's suing the NFL. I mean, it is it is just one of those things where there's no win here. Yeah, that that's what I say. Uh, Eric Wasikowski, the Rooney tool is just another version of DEI. It always fails. It always fails. I, I, I don't wholly agree with that, but I think there's a lot of it that is a failure. Robert Fowler, Vrabel is interviewing for the Chargers tomorrow. He is great. Excellent. I think they're going to hire Jim Harbaugh. Mm -hmm. And I think I, I am, my question is, my question is, who do the Seattle Seahawks hire? Because everybody auto auto assumed that Dan Quinn was going to get that job. And I think Dan Quinn gets a job. I think the more likely destination for Mike Vrabel is Carolina. And Carolina is a, a lesser job, in my opinion. It, it David Tepper's a disaster. <laughs> There's not a better guy for that job than Mike Vrabel. He is the perfect temperament to, to have that job understands difficult ownership coming out of Tennessee. Like, I think he's a really good fit there. But if you're Mike Vrabel and you interview for for San Diego, we play in L.A., are you really going to tell me that you're going to turn that job down if they offer it to you? No. Hell no. They're not. Um, it is It is really – How long are you going to head coach a team that doesn't have a quarterback, bro? Well, I mean, it. it, it that's that's a big question. And, and if you go into Carolina, how married are you? Um, how married are you to to the quarterback they have in Carolina? Like Bryce Young is, he struggled mightily, and a lot of it was there's no system there. There was no discipline there. Mm -hmm. But um, I'll be very interested to see uh, how that all works out. Yeah. And Mike Vrabel interviewed with the Chargers to correct this. Today he interviewed with the Chargers. Um, it is his first interview. For a head coaching, for a head coach, which is vacancy. really surprising. I am a little surprised. I did not realize that. I am a little surprised by that. Yeah. Um, but I think Mike Vrabel goes to Seattle. 100%. I, I, Seattle or Carolina are two. I just think Vrabel's a uh, Vrabel and Seattle has that nice ring to it. Like it just kind of makes sense. Did the Dallas collapse hurt Dan Quinn? Because there's some people talking about that too. I mean, it's embarrassing that you gave up. What was it? Forty-eight points to the Packers. Like, come on, dude. And not even competitive defensively. Yeah. That's one that. That's, there's, no get, there's no getting away from that. That's tough, dude. Uh, Shooter Texas. Shaw's a good man. He deserves to be more than just a quota filler. The Rooney rule is a major failure. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Carruthers. Mike Brabel is not a better candidate than David Shaw. Oh, I completely disagree. I think what Mike. my It, it is tough to be a proven NFL coach. Mike Brabel is a proven Absolutely. NFL coach. He is a proven player. He is a winner. He is a leader. Um, and what he did in Tennessee, I think he did a phenomenal job. 
phenomenal job. And they, they right, rightfully so, when you're a billionaire and you own a team, hey, man, you want to pick the GM over the head coach? Knock yourself out. That's your job. Go do it. Mike Vrabel's going to kick ass wherever he goes. Yes. And I think Carolina, Carolina's do you want do you want that job? No. I don't want the Carolina job. I think mm. whether it's David Tepper, Bryce Young, you know, the 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 whole thing is just jacked, dude. I mean, you're you're I just don't I, I don't like that more than the Seahawks job. I think at least with the Seahawks job, you're like, yeah, hey, ownership's passionate about winning, right? Ownership understands how to draft guys. Ownership is willing to put money into the team. It wasn't cheap to pay the Legion of Boom, dude, but they did. So if you can go in there, Mike Rabel, and you can figure out a quarterback, you're going to be in a much better place. Like, I can't emphasize this enough. Like, when I think about Mike Rabel, I think about a guy taking an, uh, uh, just a, a mess of a Titans yeah. team and taking Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill and figuring out the rest. That's what he did there. And a lot of times it was playoff worthy. So to me, I, I think the guy's more than proven that he's capable as a head coach. Now, Absolutely. is he is he is he Super Bowl good or yada yada? I, I don't know. Who the hell know. knows? But but I what know. I do know is that the guy's not gonna have controversy off the field. The guy's gonna run a tight ship, and your team is going to be better for having him as your head coach. Yeah, it it, it is, I think in coaching. Um, it is you are so dependent on who you wind up having as a general manager in an ownership group. I would never take the Chicago Bears job. Uh, I just think that their that ownership is horrendous. It is absolutely horrendous, and it's sad because because the Bears as a brand are iconic, but it just should be terrible. iconic. Should be iconic. But I think just in NFL terms, the Bears are still, you know, they're one of those franchises. I You're, think we like to fantasize about the Bears because they're one of the original teams yeah. and they're an old timer. And the Bears are uh, the Bears are a laughing stock <clears throat> every single year because we don't ever have quarterbacks. We don't ever have the best head coach in the NFL. Oh, they're the monsters of the midway. They're not, and they haven't been for many years. You know, it, it just is not that thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Big Daddy Magic, Seahawks will hire refrigerator William Perry. As usual, spot Big on. Big Daddy Magic. Spot on. This is your beloved. Uh, Joseph Harper, Seahawks asking permission for Ben Johnson and Bobby Slowick. And it's Again, their process is gonna be is gonna be a long process. Ben Johnson is a can't miss candidate. You yep. hire Ben Johnson, you're doing it right. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see where it'll be interesting to see where this process. What's the best open job in your mind? Mm, it has to be the Chargers I, outside of the Spanos family. Yeah, but again, I'll take the Spanos is over Tepper. Tepper's a joke, dude. Tepper's embarrassing. Washington? Uh, Washington's a good job right now. New ownership, motivated, wants to spend money. New stadium coming. New GM, motivated GM, knows what success looks like in San Francisco. Washington's a good job. Absolutely. I think I would it's say the best one's probably the charger. I but, think the charger job is the best job. Yeah. But the, but again, Joseph Harper, what's interesting in this thought process is you're asking, you're going to interview two guys who know offense. Yeah. And I think that's critically important because you're going to wind <laughs> up investing in a long-term quarterback with all, all again, all due respect to uh, Geno and Smith. Again, and again, I think the league is turned offensive now. Again, I'm still going to die on the hill of a defense can win you a championship. Defense ultimately is what separates good teams from great teams. 
but you're not in the playoffs without an elite offense. So your defense will win you a championship, but you're not winning a championship without an elite quarterback. Yeah. Period. Facts. And that sucks. And the it is what it is. Get but me over quarterback are over. I think you look at Buffalo as a very interesting example of this. And I think when you look at the uh, Buffalo Bills, who again are asking for people to show up at, at the stadium to shovel snow this week. <laughs> when you look at the Buffalo Bills, I think they're going to have every bit of, of angst they can handle against Kansas City. I think it's going to be very difficult for the Chiefs to go in there and lose. Yeah, The weather and the cold is not going to be a factor for the Chiefs. Um, they showed you that they can run the ball, pass the ball. They showed you they can blitz. They told you they can scheme you defensively. One-on-one, mm -hmm. -on -one, you're not beating that defensive line like Buffalo's going to have their hands full because Tua Tungavailoa is not their quarterback. Yeah, And I think Miami shrank in that moment. And I think it, it, who else has gone up? Like, obviously, Pittsburgh shrank in that moment. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm trying to think of the other guys who have gone to Buffalo. And, and you just you look at the teams that have gone to Buffalo to die. And you look at the way that and I'm looking at the number for Buffalo is still three points. So it, it, Vegas looks at it as a, as a pickup. And as when I look be. at, yeah, when I look at the, when I look at the, the Raiders going to Buffalo, the Raiders aren't going to Buffalo and winning, right? It, it, you look at the Dolphins going to Buffalo 48 to 20, two is not going to Buffalo and winning, right? I look at Pittsburgh without a legitimate quarterback. You're not going to Buffalo and winning. Mm -hmm. And that game, and this is the thing, if you're a Buffalo fan, this is what scares you. That game was wide open for uh, Pittsburgh to steal. Yeah. Couldn't do it. And the fake slide thing, I think that is tomorrow in our preview of that game, we're going to talk a lot about that Josh Allen fake slide. Because mm -hmm. homies, and, and, and I'll save it. That fake slide is a real problem. It is a real problem. Uh, Matthew for $10. I'm assuming you're a Carolina fan. I'm a Panthers fan. I would love Vrabel. And I think you're going to see that they're going to have a tough time. They're going to – Carolina is probably going to be one of the last teams to get a guy. That's a Dan Quinn job. Well, I don't know. I Is it a Dan Quinn job? I mean, I, I okay. what does that mean? What you? that means is Dan Quinn is a lower-level head coach candidate. He was not – I mean, he took a team to the Super Bowl. success in Atlanta, yes. I, I hate going down this avenue because there's always a million and one haters who want to say, you don't know what you're talking about. You lose all credibility. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You went to the Super Bowl and then and then gave up a 28-3 to lead. Nice job. Okay. So you know how to take talent to the Super Bowl. Okay. That was how long ago? How long ago was that? I think that was... I could be wrong. I'd have to verify. I think that was 2017. I think I'd have to double check. But it's not like that was yesterday or last season. No. This guy is a defensive coordinator by trade. Now, I would agree that I think Dan Quinn's a better coordinator than a head coach. Yes. I would I would absolutely so agree with for that. For Carolina, when you got a young quarterback and you're in the rebuilding phase, does it really make sense to hire, to hire him? No. But mm. the problem is, is your organization's run by not the best owner. And so the best candidates aren't interested what, what in that. Owner, what owner doesn't throw drinks on people? <clears throat> on tape. <clears throat> nice, dude. That's a mess. That is a mess. I, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with you at all.
I think that's a very interesting, that's a very interesting conundrum you find yourself in. Johnny Gonzalez, win a championship, not win you all championships. What do you mean? Okay. Uh, Jeff, would, wouldn't would touch the Charger job with a 10-foot pole. Gaston Bear is overrated. I totally disagree. And listen, if you are, if you are the Chargers, I think you know you have several pieces that are foundational is probably strong. Mm-hmm. But if I look at their depth chart, Justin Herbert, if Justin Herbert is overrated, I want to be overrated. Because this cat in four years, in four years, has thrown for 17,000 yards, uh, 114 <laughs> touchdowns, 42 interceptions. He's been sacked 130 fucking times. A hundred. Do you guys understand he's getting sacked on average 31.7 times a season? That's twice a game on average. I said he's been sacked 137 or 130 times in four years. That's wild. He's played 62 games. This is the first year he's missed significant reps. Due Bro, to if, if that's overrated, I'll take it all day. My God. Literally, if that's overrated, I'll take it 100, all day, bro. 130 times he has been sacked. 32.7 times per season. That's wild. Yeah. If that's overrated, now you want to talk about their, their roster, they got to keep a bro healthy because they can't, they cannot keep guys healthy and that offensive line um with Slater and and like Cameron Tom at center and this is what I mean dude come on that's why Jim is such a good fit your your offensive line needs work your skill positions need work and and you've got a Lamborghini at quarterback don't tell me the guy's overrated the guy hasn't had anyone to throw to bro. and now Corey Lindsley's retiring like you have to to rework that but again I would point out that you have quality. Josh Palmer's a great, great wide receiver that Jake tried to torch on this show who turned around and torched him. Um, Keenan Allen's an all-pro, and you need more depth at wide receiver. Yes. There, there's no doubt about but that. But Keenan Allen's hurt, man, regularly. Was Quentin Johnson worth the draft pick? You have to ask. The answer is no. 21st pick of the first round. And I would tell you I don't believe that he is. With 38 catches, 431 yards, and two touchdowns, that's not a first-round pick. And when are NFL teams going to learn, bro? You can't just have one wide receiver. You can't just have Keenan Allen and nobody else. But this defense, whether it's Tui Tui Pelotu, whether it is – I mean, you you pick the guy, Khalil Mack, Eric Kendricks, Austin Johnson, uh, Asante Samuel, Derwin James. Uh, they're loaded defensively. Mm-hmm. They need a scheme. They need a scheme, period. And it to me, it's just it's one of those things where we don't we don't take we don't take into consideration the quality. We only take into consideration the result. Absolutely. A better coach puts them in the playoffs. Absolutely. I, I have no doubt about that. Better coach wins that Baltimore game that they lost. And you bet a better general manager. And why did Tom Telesco get fired in Los Angeles? Because Justin Herbert's getting sacked 32.7 times a season. It's embarrassing. It's wild. It's embarrassing. It is wild to me. 
Mountain Mama says, do not like the commanders, uh, but that might be the best open job. See? Exactly right. New ownership. Owner, motivated. Decent draft picks. Good cap, good salary cap. Yes. I agree. Yes. Maury Alvarez, our favorite Floridian. With all the old timers showing up in the chat, it makes me. Stay hard. Makes me. Okay. <laughs> Big Daddy Magic says, uh, I, I am guaranteed a Buffalo win. Who guaranteed it for you? Uh, Jeff Woodworth, unfortunately, Carolina is a enemy job. He will do fine there, but will be fired in two years. I, I think that's a great point. Yeah. I think that's a great point. And I am curious, are you – on the surface, Eric Bieniemy is a, a pretty good hire because of your situation roster-wise. Mm -hmm. You have a massive investment at quarterback now. You, you have got to get the most you can get out of Bryce. But it it, it is – it is not ideal that he's not a play caller. It's not ideal that the, the commander's offense did not exactly thrive and that his future was listed as uncertain in that organization. Um, we'll see about that. He's he's. I think he's a strong candidate, but... How do you overlook the fact he didn't call plays or design offense in Kansas City, and when he did in Washington, it didn't exactly end well? Yeah, it's tough to overlook that. That's tough. That's tough. I think tough. they miss him in Kansas City, though. Well, him and Gerard Mayo have a relationship. That's going to yeah, keep an eye on that there, hire. Bro. Keep maybe an eye there. on that hire. Who get, Who's the offensive coordinator in New England? Yeah. That is a very interesting hire. So, hmm. Mike Smith, don't forget the meatballs, the bulls. The bulls. Uh, Jeff Woodworth, I'm making a calzone. Aaron Mur Aaron Wilson, Papa Murphy's Pizza. Oh. Harry Austin, but Jake uh, said they have no weapons when they have, so they have defense, all excuses. Herbert has never won, but he has. In our, okay. Are, are, I, I mean, I will. Dude, I'll rip my shirt off and punch you in guy, the face. Dude, why are you I'll do always it. this guy, bro? <laughs> Do you guys really think that Justin Herbert's not a good quarterback? My God, dude. Are we really doing this? Are we really doing this? I That's ridiculous to me. I'm not doing it. Next comment. I, but I, I'm serious. Like, do we, it's ridiculous. Do we really believe that Sex Machine is not a good quarterback? That Justin Bear, my guy, and I'll fight to the death for this MFR. You really think he's not a good quarterback? I think he's an all pro sitting there waiting for an offensive line. I, I, I don't even know how we're, how are we really having this discussion? It's incredible. It, it is. It's wild to me. Katie Raider, the bears not being good hurts the NFL. Same as the giants been way too long. I don't disagree with that at all. Eric, if Eric Bianami can help Bryce young, like he did Mahomes in Kansas city, that would be good. But we don't know if he helped Mahomes in Kansas City. Alex Smith helped Mahomes. We were supposed to have a litmus test with the enemy in, in Washington, and that didn't pan out. So, I don't know. Uh, he is Dak. Good QB. No, Dak Prescott at this point is more proven. But Dak also has an elite developer, a quarterback, and Mike McCarthy. Like any, probably right now, arguably, the best quarterback coach in the NFL is Mike McCarthy. Thanks. And we've seen Dak take this massive step up because you can, I mean, we can rip the Cowboys for a lot of things. 
their offense was one of the best offenses in the NFL this year. Yeah. Because Mike McCarthy was designing it, calling plays, and working with the quarterback. Yep. Kellen Moore's out. Oh, where did Kellen Moore is it, where'd Kellen Moore go? Oh, that's right. He went to the Chargers. Mm. And what oh. happened? What happened? The quarterback play got worse. The play calling got worse. The coach got fired. The quarterback <coughs> got hurt. <coughs> I mean, it, it, I don't think we know the top end of Justin Herbert yet. Yeah. Hire the right coach, an offensive guy. Hire the right coach, Jim Harbaugh. If you hire Jim Harbaugh and Sex Machine doesn't immediately take a jump forward, yeah, you're right. He's probably mid. That's all I can say. But we'll see. Uh, Herbert is no Phil Rivers or Drew Brees, but at the same time, he's no Ryan Leaf. Well, I mean, God damn. <laughs> Man, that's awesome. Uh, Carruthers, the Berenstein Bears of Chicago. Right. Who would lose to the Berenstein Bears in front lawn football? You know. Um, Brandon Ortega. What's up, Brandon? The enemy also called place for Colorado for two years, and that did not go well either. I'm telling you, he's going to get one shot. Eric B. Enemy is going to get one shot to be a head coach. If he fails, he'll never get another job. He'll Because ne- he's been that sexy candidate for three years. Years, years, years. Dude. Oh, look at that. Boss Frog. Hi, J2H. What's happening? <laughs> Hello, boss. Hello. Uh, Jabba, no bargain. Justin Herbert had the most passing yards by a quarterback in his first three seasons with 14,089. Yeah, the guy's not average, dude. He is a above 32.7 sacks per season. <clears throat> I said... And by the way, he plays hurt all the time. 30, can you imagine getting run over by a car 32.7 times every single year? How do you... What? No, How do you I'm even good. survive that? I'm good. How do you even survive that? I, I have no idea. Hour number three of the Monty Show presented by Bucked Up Energy, the official energy drink of the Monty program. Hey, Monty. How's that Miami treating you? Excellent. I would point out my headache's gone. And I've been making twerking noises all day long uh, <laughs> since I took my box shot. <laughs> Daddy? Oh. <laughs> um, I, a buckshot just works. Yeah. And I had my... Fucked up Miami with lunch, dude. I crushed lunch today. Oh my God. Uh, I had. Stay hard. You want to know what kind of life I have? I get up this morning, do my thing, get down to the kitchen, make my own while I'm making two pounds of ground turkey so that I can have ground turkey, black beans, and sweet potato for lunch today. Jake bought uh, a barbecue sauce. Um, Is that the same brand that Plies was talking about? Yes. Somebody figured out that a barbecue sauce was not owned by uh, an African-American-based company and lost their mind. Nobody knows who Plies is, but um, what brand is it? Sweet Baby Ray's. It is Sweet Baby Ray's, which is amazing. So good. And the the best part is um, I love my guys at Bucked Up because today Bucked Up um, introduced a brand new product. Uh, where Bucked Up is uh, helping you lose weight. If you go to their Instagram profile, um, it's called Buck Naked, Look Better Naked. Um, and it is it is a really good product. It's designed uh, to help you uh, battle against unwanted fat. 
Um, and it's got every ingredient you need to be an efficient fat burner. Check it out. Buckedup.com. Use a promo I code think Monty. I might need some of that. Because you're a fat ass. Uh, <laughs> says me. Um, but that I'm telling you, Buckshot's the best product they make. Yeah. And this morning, what did I do with my what did I do with my creatine? Poured it into my oats. Had it with my oats because it's tasteless and odorless. You got to get your creatine every single day. Buckedup.com. Use the promo code Monty. In the description below, make sure you guys get your uh, six free buck shots right now. Order them online at buckedup.com. Uh, let's do some shout outs before we get into the NBA. Um, Mo says, well, hello, Aaron Wilson. Congratulations, Mo. What are we congratulating yeah, Mo What for? are we congratulating Mo for? Did, did Mo lose his virginity? What, what happened here? Oh, <laughs> are, are we are we congratulating Mo on the uh, Yiston Rockets? It's... Am I the only one that that noticed the Rockets are just a game behind the Lakers for the last playoff spot in the West? No. 19 and 21. Now they've lost three in a row, which does not The Lakers might want to figure it out. I think the Lakers are, pay, are playing better basketball. Austin Reeves looks better. He does. Uh, LOL, not sexy. We had our compensation discussion today. I got a raise. Oh, oh. congratulations. It's always now, good to get a now raise. Now you can actually go with the GT3 RS instead of that plug-in car. <laughs> that <coughs> plug-in car. <coughs> also, uh, while we're talking about that plug-in car, <laughs> did you guys see what Hertz is doing with Tesla? Um, you can go to Hertz right now and you can buy a Tesla. For twenty six thousand dollars, they're giving model, right. They're giving them away, just giving them away because it's so expensive to repair a Tesla right now, to own a Tesla right now. That Hertz wants nothing to do with them. Well, the demand isn't there. That's their other problem. That people do not want to deal with chargers and they just want to pull up to the gas station fill it up and let's get on our way they don't want to and by the way while we're on tesla did anyone see i think it was in chicago superchargers tesla superchargers are now taking 90 minutes to charge cars because the batteries are so cold from winter oh my god i was wrong it is a it is not a model three it is not a base model it's a model three for twenty one thousand dollars Half the price of the new um, model, $10,000 lower than cars uh, with similar mileage offered by other retailers. And all this is going to do is cut the cut the the flipping legs off of the EV market. Yeah. Uh, it is unbelievable. Um, you, dude, EVs are a dangerous game. It is. It is. And mm, we'll see. Tesla's in trouble. Tesla is in trouble, I'm telling you. Uh, Kim Coulter, uh, what about Stubbs barbecue sauce originally developed and established in Lubbock? It was founded by Moses Stubblefield and his brother. I grew up playing golf with Moses as a kid. Yeah, Stubbs barbecue sauce is gas, dude. It is gas. Big fan. We actually use it quite a bit. All the time. Uh, Maury Alvarez, so Monty, pounded his lunch. What are you saying is that you slammed that ground turkey down his throat and took it hard? <laughs> you should probably take a day off from disneyland oh my world. god just like that disney oh. world okay you know uh og gary gt3 is better looking than its rs counterpart well duh duh 
Uh, James says, hit the like button. Yes, please. Give us a thumbs up and let's talk a little hoop here on the Monty show. Uh, are the Lakers a legitimate Western conference championship contender, Jake? Mm, I'm not ready to say that. I, I, I think that we need to see, you know, what happens at the deadline, where, where this team goes. I, I think it's too much to be expecting LeBron to bring the ball up constantly. It's too much to be, you know, allowing him to be playing 40 minutes. Like that's not going to work. And I think, you know, Anthony Davis, while he is playing well and he played his ass off last night, I still think there's a lot of questions uh, just about uh, consistency one, but availability two. He stayed healthy for the most part this year. Yeah, he if has. he can continue to do that, then yeah, they're 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 going to be in a much better position. But again, teams like OKC want to go up and down the floor. Teams like Minnesota want to go up and down the floor. Minnesota, and, and, and I don't know that that the Lakers can run with these guys the entire season. Did they do it last night? Yes. Can they do it all year? I'm not sure. And that's where that's where I think about, okay, roster really has to, I don't even know that it's improved, but like they need uh, one more dynamic piece that can reliably get their own because I, Delo's nice, but I'm not, I, I'm not necessarily a buyer on him. I think I would probably try and trade Delo. And whether it's DeJounte Murray or, you know, Colin nah, Sexton. I don't think you like, can do DeJounte. That shit last night in Atlanta, excuse my French, with DeJounte Murray. Last night, I think it was last night. Or hey, was made it Monday? the shot, bro. Uh, but he is, DeJounte Murray hits a game-winning shot. And he essentially flipped the bird to everybody. I You can't trade for him and expect him to contribute. Um, and as you see on the, the screen, the Lakers have shown significant interest in Colin Sexton because I agree they need a traditional point guard. Yeah. And they need a guy who can get up and down the floor, but D'Angelo is so inconsistent. And Colin Sexton, I think, has played so well and raised the Jazz. And I know the Jazz fans get upset when I say this, but he has been your best player through mm -hmm. this re rejuvenated stretch. I think you are going to get a first-round pick for him I think he's a perfect player for a three-team trade where he ends up in L.A., and I think you go on about your business because I was also told today that the Jazz essentially have said to every team, hey, yeah, give us every good player in all of your draft picks. We'll give you Laurie Markkinen. And they've made it so impossible to trade for Laurie Markkinen. And I think one of the best points that was made to me today, Laurie Markkinen's a $17 million player. Why would you trade him? Because you you are winning now, and I think their philosophy has changed. Mm -hmm. And I think his $17 million number is very valuable to the Jazz, and I think he goes up a million next year to 18. But I think it makes a lot more sense. I, I am not going to be the guy who says, I think Woj reported today that they're going to build around Laurie Markkinen. They're not going to build around Laurie Markkinen. What I think they are going to do is they are not going to trade him at the deadline. And I think all bets are off over the summer, depending on how the season finishes out, where they end up with draft picks and what their their draft looks like. But I think you are going to see Clarkson, THT, and Colin Sexton get moved. I think Kelly Olynyk. I think there's a chance that he will bring you a protected, protected first-round pick, which is wild to me. Because who's giving a first-round pick for, for Kelly Olynyk? I have no idea what your level of desperation has to be to give up a first round pick for Kelly. Yeah, Olenek. that's wild, dude. Uh, and I, I don't, I don't see that happening. I yeah. really don't. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be interested to see. 
I, I, I how that all goes. Look, I think Colin Sexton would be interesting for the Lakers. You know, I, 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 I'd be curious what the Jazz had asked for in return. You know, I'm not, I'm not trading Reeves to get Colin Sexton. You know, I'm not but, like, I'm not, I'm not doing that. But I think in a perfect world, again, you have another contract that's very pliable in Colin Sexton. Mm-hmm. I think in a perfect world, if you wound up with a first round pick and Austin Reeves, and that's what you get in a three-team or multi-team deal. Why are you not going to let go of Colin Sexton for that? Yeah, I mean, if you're the Jazz, you you yeah, of course you you want to let Colin Sexton go for that. But if you're the Lakers, I I I don't know. I think the moment you let Austin Reeves go, you automatically go into was it worth it? Because yeah, whoever replaces Austin Reeves, damn well better put up you know fifteen to twenty a night and better be as reliable as he's been. I think you will have to get a prolific scorer to trade Austin Reeves. That's that's the bottom line. It's not going to be Zach Levine because the guy just can't stay healthy. Um, I think you're going to have to find a way, if you look around the NBA, does Kyle Kuzma get you Austin Reeves? I don't think so. No. I, I don't think so. And if you look at the names that have been linked back to um, the L.A. Lakers, it, it's a lot of guys like a Terry Rozier. I'm not trading Austin Reeves for Terry Rozier. You, you, that is, Austin Reeves is a frontline player. That is a guy that if you had him on the Jazz, it'd be Keontae George and Austin Reeves starting at guard every single night for probably the next two years, right? You would have Laurie at the three, and then whatever winds up happening at the four and the five, because I still don't understand the, the methodology of why John Collins and Walker can't play together. Right. But I also go back and I, I I go back to the Houston Rockets, who I think now, if we look at the way that they are playing, they took they took the 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 Knicks to the wire. They had a chance to win that game and couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. But look at the way that they competed against the Knicks, right? You have very balanced scoring up front. I still think Dylan Brooks is a complete dickhead. Like I, I, I do not understand that at all. He, I mean, he's he lives up to his reputation. He, he's always someone who's trying to hurt somebody. That's who he is. But I love what Sengun gives you. I love. I think Fred Van Vliet, his leadership and his he's a pretty consistent double double guy. Um, I I don't know what what you do. Um, I don't know what you do with that bench because Cam Whitmore's got to play more than nine minutes. Yeah. And he he just has not he has not earned that. But why is Jay Sean Tate only getting twelve minutes? Why are we only seeing you know very little leverage off of their bench? I, that's another team that if you're gonna if you're gonna teeter, I think there's real value in trading Jabari Smith. I think there's real value in trading Dylan Brooks. I think there's no reason to hang on to guys who are of no value to you beyond this stretch it's very difficult yeah very very difficult no question about it so it's going to be interesting to see where all of that comes down i just think the lakers are always that team that are out hunting and teams like the rockets the jazz you know teams that are not currently championship contenders that are on that path to try to be championship contenders where they need to make changes to their roster you know get better like the Lakers are the team that that hold the chips because you need them to move on something 
to get done what you want to get done if you're going to make a move in the West. And that's what I think is difficult. Because, like, again, the top teams aren't looking to make a ton of trades, right? Like, OKC's not looking to change too much. They're playing really good basketball. Their guys have rounded into form. You know, Chet's, you know, looking like the rookie of the year. Like, we get it. You guys are in a great place. Minnesota's in a great place, you know? And and I, I look at the Western Conference, and the Lakers are right on that fringe again of being out of the playoffs, as we said to start this conversation. And it's like, hey, what are they going to do? Because you know they're going to do something. And last night on the broadcast, they're like, hey, the Lakers take pride in figuring it out. Okay, well, if figuring it out is being in the play-in every year, then I'm not so sure that's really figuring it out. And this this stuff from Windhorse too, and I know it's Windhorse, but talking about, hey, there's, you know, maybe potentially, allegedly, Rumorville that LeBron might leave, like, that's that's the wrong direction. You don't want that to happen if you're the Lakers. So no. you, you need to decide just how valuable guys like Austin Reeves are to you. And to me... Colin Sexton is not enough for me to give way on Austin Reeves. I agree. It needs to be a dynamic scorer. So if you're the Jazz, what do you do about that? Because you could really use a guy like Austin Reeves. Yeah, I agree. Lamont Tucker. Lamont, what's up? Could the Lakers trade for C.J. McCallum? Well, New Orleans is only five out, so I'm going to say no. Um, why Why would you do that? Uh, but but that's that's just me. Uh, Boss Frog said, no shit. Where, where was Cam last night? I don't, I think Houston, Houston, boss, Houston is that team that you're talking about in the NBA. I'm telling you, you are either a contender or you're rebuilding Mm -hmm. period done. That's it. That's the conversation. And I think there's a lot of awkward trades that take time. I I, I look no further than Rudy Gobert uh, with Minnesota, him and Kat have figured it out. They have, they have figured out this rotation and now you're looking at a team in, in Minneapolis, um, 16 and two at home, bro. They're very difficult to deal with and they're defensively elite. They are by far, and it ain't close, the best defensive team in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And uh, now, is that worth a whole sack of dicks in the playoffs? I don't know. Don't know. Because the game changes, right? But I look at the teams that really put up offensive numbers. The Indiana Pacers just made a transformative trade. Uh, I do believe they are still the best offensive team in the Eastern Conference. You know, the problem with that is they're so bad defensively, and then you went and got Pascal Siakam, who's not great defensively. Like, that wasn't the trade that you needed or or that you wanted. That's why I still hate the, the Siakam trade. You can't give up 124 points a game and win. Well, look, I, th- I think the only thing that could work out for the Pacers with Siakam is that now he's on a playoff team. Now he's on a team that legitimately is contending, that's right in the middle of things. Maybe you get more, maybe you get him to work harder defensively. Now he's motivated, right? Maybe that's the play. I don't know, but you're not wrong. See, Occam's not exactly been, you know, first team all defense every year of his career. The thing that worries you about, like if if you look at the best teams in the, in the Western Conference, mm-hmm. Oklahoma City puts up 121 points a game. If they're going up against Indiana, let's say somehow, some way, um, the basketball gods hate every one of us, and it's OKC and Indiana in the NBA yeah. Finals. Yeah, they're going to score 140 points a game on that team. And I, I also wonder: is there an offensive juggernaut in the Western Conference? And I'm here to tell you, I don't think there is. And the 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 thing that I look at out east is the defense is better, and the offense 
there's a lot of 120 point offenses in the East. And I look no further than Boston and Milwaukee. And I think Boston's defense is what's keeping them in it. They're a plus 10 defensively. Now, to your point, there's something broken with the Boston Celtics. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Which is really saying something considering they're 32 and nine, <laughs> bro. Uh, and they're undefeated at home, which is a huge deal. I don't I I don't know how you explain the disparity in the Western Conference. Because even Dallas, Dallas was wildly unimpressive last night. Yeah, I just think Dallas isn't isn't uh they're they're the construction of their team is a problem because it's Luca and Kyrie, and then you've got nothing really behind that. And and look, yeah. I know you've got Hardaway and you've got some guys, but like there's nothing where it's like, man, this is a really complete team. Like again, why is Minnesota having success? Well, you've got the emergence of Anthony Edwards, right? He's yep. clearly stepped into his prime here. And you've got two huge guys who are rim protecting and scoring and rebounding and making the life difficult of everyone trying to clean up the glass. And so you've got a good combo there. The Mavericks don't have that kind of combination. And sorry, Christian Wood on the Lakers is the same guy he was in Dallas. So they didn't get better by letting him go. In Dallas, they're the same team. Christian Wood is just so passive. And uh, what what if Dylan Brooks is a Laker? What if Dylan Brooks is a Dallas Maverick? Yeah. What if Dylan Brooks is a Minnesota Timberwolf? Mm -hmm. That's where he's needed. Yeah, the edge he brings is very mm -hmm. valuable on a playoff team. And, and we've we have seen it with with got Pat Bev is that guy. Houston is is a team that if they made a significant move and if they could find somebody that's a legitimate 20, 25 point a night guy, mm -hmm. that's what that team needs offense. Yeah. They don't score enough. And I, I mean, you, you really don't care that they give up 112 points a game because they only score 112 points a game. Exactly. I mean, you've got to be in the mid to high teens to win in the Western Conference. And I look at like the Clippers. The Clippers are so good right now because they're they're clicking, right? Dallas went through that stretch where Luca and America's favorite anti-Semite, Kyrie Irving, were dominating. Well, they're not dominating now. And you can't lose there. It's the Lakers, man. They don't play defense. That's their problem. They can score with anybody. You don't play yeah. defense. Yeah, I guess. The Lakers I, I mean, are a slow plotting team and they ran your ass out of that building. The Lakers don't score either. The Lakers don't. I, I, I don't know. I think it is a very interesting dynamic. The Jazz can't. I, I'm curious to see where the Jazz end up. Are the Jazz a playoff team? Yeah. Are the Jazz a playoff team? And the answer is I don't know the answer to that question. I really don't, but I think the East and if 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 you can get if you can get some some dudes figured out and if we can get Jason Tatum, I mean the guy's having by all accounts a good season, but there's just some something weird there, mm -hmm. and a lot of people are actually talking about it around the NBA because he goes like that seven point performance when they got blown out by Milwaukee. Um, the the game the, he plays 25 minutes and scores 30 points against the jazz and you you're just this guy that you're either 30 or 15 Nada. or 
you know, like, and, and when he's good, man, the guy is, the guy is still gas, but him and Jalen, I, I still feel like there is, there's just something off. It's not smooth. There's just something off there. There's not cohesiveness. And that Milwaukee dominated you. And that's, that's scary. Chris Tapps, Porzingis, like you look at their starting five, Tatum, Porzingis, Holiday, White, and Brown. The problem is Brown and Tatum are trying to play the same role on the team. I and, think so. And when that happens, it's it's like what's going on in Dallas, right? Kyrie and Luka are trying to play the same role. Yes. So it's cool to have all this talent, but everyone's got to have a role. It's it's what I always say in the NBA. Hey, dude, it's not it, it's not to say that Jalen Brown is lesser than Tatum or vice versa, right? What it's to say is everyone's mm. got to have a role that they do that allows your starting five and really the team to excel. So that's why I say like a lot of these teams are having issues. Like Joe Missoula is having issues. Hey, are, am I getting equal amount of Seth for Tatum and Brown? Are but we I running, think, like, I, I think some of this is that drew holiday is not the same guy he was in Milwaukee. Not yet. Anyway, he, he is a, a great defender, but I think there's dysfunction on offense there and they're still kicking people's ass. So I, I don't know. Are they, do they ever, do they ever, do they ever figure it out? And do they ever meet? Because this is a year where they have to meet their expectation. Yeah. If the Celtics don't win an NBA championship or at least compete for one, and I think it's you've got to win one. You can't do what you did against the Warriors a couple of years ago. Can't do that. Like, I think you've got to win one. And if they don't win one this year, if they, heavens to Betsy, they go out, if they go out in the Eastern semis or the Eastern finals, heads are going to roll, dude. Yep. Heads are going to roll, period, I, I think. But, yeah. hey, what do I know? I'm just the hack. Low money. You know. Um, let's see. What do we uh, – Aaron says, I almost crashed my car. Why would you almost crash your car? Why almost – OG Gary, ain't no one trying to see OKC versus Indiana. No, they're not. James says, is it true that Kyrie Irving wants to play with LeBron? Well, who doesn't? Every, yeah, him and Kyrie are very close friends. Yeah. Uh, would LA uh, have to trade AD to get your, the Mavericks are not going to trade their Mavericks are not. He loves being in Dallas right now. They, they, there's not a chance the Mavericks trade Kyrie. No, they, there's just, there's just no way. Uh, when mofos are scoring 140, no one is riding the D. Hey man, I okay, hope. Okay, Gary, you're trying too hard there. Okay. Is it possible that they could ride the D trying too hard there? Okay. Okay. Jeff Woodworth, Stanley Cup playoffs greater than NBA playoffs. Maybe nah, that's a preference thing, dude. I, I I love the Stanley Cup playoffs, but it's a preference. Mike Smith, smooth operator, coast to coast, LA to Chicago. Sade. Okay. Uh Robert Fowler, Milwaukee dominated them because Boston was on a back to back, just played OT against Minnesota. Right, but you can't get dominated cares, by dude. Milwaukee. Everyone plays back to backs, bro. That was the last game of five games in seven. They were tired. It doesn't matter if they were tired. Everybody plays five and seven. Yeah. Everybody plays back to back. And I don't know if you're a Boston fan or not or what, but you're you're trying to get over on Milwaukee to the point where you went and got their point guard. Yeah. You can't, they can't boot stomp you like can't have it. Can't have it. A uh, boss frog inconsistent with scoring. They can hang 136 one night and 93 two two nights later. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Delaric, Kyrie like that no state income tax. Is that true in Texas? 
I don't know, boss, is it? That's awesome. Uh, OG Gary, yeah, I was reaching for that one. I agree. Yeah, you were. But it's okay, dude. I appreciate uh, you, bro. Is it possible that they could ride the D? <laughs> Why? Why? Hey, real quick, did you guys see what uh, ESPN said about Pat McAfee? Uh, ESPN put out a, a, a pretty big, and I don't know, is the word press release? ESPN put out a press release where they were like, hey, Pat McAfee just had his biggest show ever on ESPN mm -hmm. and 811,000 views on TV and 946,000 total. And, and, and like Pat's the greatest thing since sliced talk show hosts. Did this feel forced to you, Jake? Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's ESPN satiating. It's, it is the, the negotiation between the two is starting to smooth out, right? What it, cause think about it. Aaron Rodgers had came, came back on that Thursday last week mm -hmm. and talked football. None of the, none of the Kimmel stuff, no, no UFOs, no, UFOs, no biologics, right? None of that talked football. Okay. So in my opinion, what you're seeing here is ESPN is saying, okay, Pat, thank you. Let's do this for Pat as a, as a, as a, as an apology faith. without apologizing. Right. And so as part of this, what else did ESPN do? ESPN, in my opinion, to kind of keep this low key, what they did with Pat here, they rolled out a ton of different stats today about like Stephen A and like all their shows and all kinds of stuff. And so to me, yeah, are they trying to smooth it out? Yeah, I think they are. I don't think they want to cut Pat. But but if Pat continues to poke this bear, I'm telling you at some point enough will be enough. That's not right now, though. So... At the same time, though, I'll also say I'm not exactly thirsty for Pat right now. I'm not. I'm not, like, dying to watch what he's got going. And I think that Pat McAfee is the face of sports talk in this country. I think that Monday was a holiday. I think there were a lot of people chilling in the cut. And I think Pat McAfee, when you watch his show, generally you're going to watch it for a long time and you're probably going to become a fan because it's a good show. I think that he and ESPN probably got in a room together and said, hey, you know what, man? I'm sorry. I love you. No, I love you more. Not true because I love you the most. And I think they're, going, they're trying to work it out. This is your beloved. Because remember where this started. This started with Pat McAfee ripping an executive for <laughs> leaking how bad his TV ratings were. Mm -hmm. So what did ESPN do two weeks later? Posted how great his TV ratings are. And Pat said, well, you guys, you have to count all viewership. Guess what ESPN did today in this graphic? Yeah, they counted all of his viewership. Like, this is the right move by ESPN. This is the right move by Pat McAfee. Smoothing it and out. And I think that, yes, Mike Smith, yes, return on investment matters. And this is that, hey, let's not blow this thing up. It's bad for everybody involved. Yeah. So let's figure it the fuck out. Yes. That's what this was. Correct. Boss Frog, uh, yes, no income tax, but that's not necessarily how it works. It's where the player worked to earn their pay. So if they had a game in New York, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, baseball players are probably the best example of this because they barnstorm all over the country. You pay tax in every state you play in. That's it. That's how it works. So you're exactly right. Yeah. It, it, he is exactly right. 
you know, uh, OG Gary, I think there will be more numbers for Pat because that's how they'll get their Saban fix. Maybe. Do you guys, do you guys think Nick Saban is going to replace Lee Corso on college game day? Yes, I do. You do? I do. I think he's the perfect fit. I think he's a hot commodity and he's an ESPN guy. Why would you not? Well, there's a conspiracy theory that's not so conspiratorial. Uh, that the only reason Nick Saban was doing the Pat McAfee show was because he's ready to do TV. Mm -hmm. And he knew he was retiring. And this is why he was willing to do a weekly spot with Pat McAfee on ESPN. I mean, that could be. That could be. I think it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I, I mean, again, everyone seemingly forgot about Tom Brady, right? This is Greg Olson's last year with Fox. Tom Brady's coming in. So are we going to start to see Tom coming around a little more maybe maybe not i don't know but it makes sense that hey nick saban knew he's gonna retire he's gonna set it up and let's move on with our life I mean, that's makes sense i also another conspiracy theory there's a lot of people wondering why on earth why on earth is tom brady not making a weekly appearance on colin cowherd's show he works at fox or he will why is he not on Colin's show every week? Oh, because Colin's going back to ESPN. Everybody believes that. And I is think... Is deal up? Yes. And ESPN has been hard after Cowherd getting him back to ESPN. Uh, because what a lot of people don't know is Colin now has a podcast company that's valued at half a billion dollars. And I think ESPN understands what the future looks like. Mm-hmm. But I, it's really surprising that Tom Brady has done nothing with Fox Sports Radio and nothing with Fox Sports TV, FS1. Well, he was doing that podcast for a minute. Not uh, with, with Fox. With, but, right. Uh, no, it was with Westwood One. Yeah, Westwood One. Yeah. With Jim Gray. Yeah. Um, and I just don't know why would you not have him on Fox? It, it just goes to show you the behemoth and the business ass kicker that ESPN is. Yeah. They get it. They absolutely get it. Yes. ESPN understands that, hey, we want Coach Saban. Yeah. Uh, the SEC is now on ESPN and ABC. Uh, let's put him on the Pat McAfee show, and then let's have him replace Coach, Coach Corso. Yeah. It's synergistic. Why is Aaron Rodgers on ESPN? I, Aaron Rodgers, I firmly believe Aaron Rodgers has media aspirations when he's done. Everybody thinks Aaron Rodgers is going into a hole in the ground to, to drink ayahuasca, and I'm telling you right now, He's not going nah. into a hole. Aaron Rodgers has media aspirations, right? There's a reason you see all these guys. What? Why do you think? You, you, do you think for a second that ESPN's not courting JJ Watt? <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. And I think JJ Watt, once he gets through some other business issues, is going to be a media guy. And my question is, what happens with a guy like Greg Olson, who's going to get replaced by Tom Brady? Yeah, you know, I think that there's some, you know, like for Fox as an example, like the the Fox crew, the studio crew, at some point those guys are going to turn over, right? At some point it's time to move on from those guys. And that I think will be, you know, guys like J.J. Watt. Okay, you know, maybe that's what he looks at. Maybe he's an ESPN guy. I don't know. But I'm telling you, the old guard is moving on out yeah. and the younger generation's about to come in. I agree 100%. Yeah. Uh, I, I have no, I have no doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, Joseph Carruthers, two hours and 36 minutes without cussing. Then Monty drops an F-bomb. Okay. What are you, our coach? Yeah. Well, I, 
I see, not to keep going on the Pat McAfee show, I agree with Pat. It's how people talk. It's how I talk. Yeah. I don't curse generally a lot on this show. I try not to. Uh, I almost never curse in the first two hours. Uh, I try not to. You know. Uh, Yes, please. I want to see Nick Saban on ESPN. The Sabanator knows a lot about football. Yes, he does. The storytelling. Mike Smith says, if that was why he was doing Pat's show, it's just another thing that shows what a smart man Saban is. Mm -hmm. Absolutely right, Mike. Uh, OG Gary, yes, Nick replacing Lee. I think Corso has some health and father time coming around the corner. Ooh, god damn, Gary. Uh, I will miss Lee a lot. Yeah, he's, I mean, historic, right? Uh, no, Nick Saban will be the next SEC commissioner. Nah. Lamont Tucker says, I don't think he wants Too much that. work, dude. Yeah. Too much work. Delaric, Florida, Nevada, Texas, Washington, Tennessee are the only states pros don't pay income tax in. Okay. Cool. Okay. Uh, yes. And Pat is replacing him. Replacing who? Uh, and why is Tom not on Undisputed more? I, cause Undisputed sucks out loud. I still have never watched it. Uh, I, why is Skip Bayless a thing? He's not a thing. That's that's the point. He's not a thing. That's the problem for Fox. They're getting their ass handed to him by Stephen A. Smith every single week. Because Stephen A. is a thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think he put out a graphic uh, like million three for views or something on that same day. Like, dude, it's wild, bro. Like, yeah, Fox is getting dominated. Yeah, Mike Smith, Mama, I have not watched a game for a game day for a few years. Caught a bit uh, of one this year and was shocked at how bad Corso looked and sounded. Dude, dude, yeah, dude, yeah, you ain't wrong about that. You know, uh, it is what it is. Uh, Aaron Wilson cursing gives this show color. <laughs> okay, I can see Jason Kelsey on some channel for sure. I'm not convinced he's retired. I'm not. I'm not convinced of that at all. Jeff Woodworth, I don't curse, but sometimes I drop beaver emojis. I I, I know. <laughs> Mike Smith, I watch a good deal of British shows, and it is refreshing that they do not censor their language. I just don't understand why people care. Like, it's hot. Like, are you really telling me if you do? I curse when I play golf. I curse when I take a leak. Like it. I it. It is what it is. It, you never curse. Jake no. never. He's a Boy Scout. Yeah, it's just, you know, yeah. Uh, OG Gary. Undisputed is still a thing after Shannon left. I am loving first take now. Never. Because it's garbage. I never watched. And now uh, I believe it was Keyshawn Johnson is getting Keyshawn. his own show on with Oh, Fox. is he really? Yeah, I believe so. Dude. Keyshawn's overrated. Uh, the only thing uh, about Skip Bayless is when Charles Barkley talks about beating him up or hurting him. Okay. That seems very serious. Uh, Robert Fowler, people watch skip when the Cowboys lose to see his reaction. I couldn't, I could not possibly, it is not possible that I could care less about skip Bayless. Doesn't even cross my mind. Who cares? Who cares? Brothers careful with the Bieber emojis. YouTube might not like that. Aaron, and I didn't want to say anything, but Aaron put a bunch of beaver mo- emojis in the comment, man. You're always going to get... YouTube's coming for you, bro. Always. Always. Uh, Boss Frog, you sure as shit curse when you play golf. Yes, I do. But I fixed my driver a little bit more so I don't have to curse as much. Yeah. Yeah. 
Right now, it's my wedges that are killing me. Yeah. But right, I haven't. I just. It's been so cold in Salt Lake, bro, that I have not been working. That's going to change in the next month, dude. I'm. Mm. Uh, Teddy Wayman, sup guys. I'm very late to the show. I watched Undisputed with Shannon. Now it's unwatchable. Pat's show is the second best behind the Monty show. Oh, I appreciate you, Teddy. Thank you. Thank you. I love, I lo- I'm a Pat McAfee guy. Yeah. I, I watch, I, I, I watch, I do. Marcus Stuckey, love the conversation. Damn it. Thanks. Jess. <laughs> Thank you. OG Gary, hide the moms. Teddy's here. Exactly. Uh, well, let's call it uh, Monty Happy Gilmore then. No. no. Uh, Gary, who doesn't curse when they play golf? Seriously. 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 Yeah. And the day that I, I played golf with Boss Frog, I, I had no driver ability. Not my, my, hmm. that was, that was one of was the worst day for you. driver days I've ever had on a golf course at Wing Golf, unfortunately, of all places. Just could not get my posture right with the driver. It was horrendous. Horrendous. Yeah. And then went to Wolf Creek and just hit 300-yard bombs repeatedly. It was amazing. Uh, Jeff Woodworth, if you weren't, if you ain't cursing when golfing, you ain't golfing. Same thing can be said about drinking and golfing. Nah, I don't drink when I golf much. I have a beer here, a bear there. Yeah. But that's about it. Uh, the Monty Show, presented by our good friends at The Advocates, theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business. Guys, I say it every single day. Uh, the advocates, they work with empathy. They understand that when when you're calling an attorney, nothing good is coming from that. Nothing good is coming from that. Um, it's like sitting here waiting for Jake to play the music, and it just never comes. You know, just like Jake. Anyway, the point just the point is at the app. <laughs> Come on, guys. Come on, guy. At the advocates, they understand empathy. When you call an attorney, it's not a good day. You've been in a car wreck, you slipped and fell, you got hurt at work. That's not a good day for you. They're going to take all that worry away because they're the best in the business and fighting for you because they know you didn't deserve to get injured, but you do deserve an advocate where you never pay out of pocket to work with the advocates because you don't pay the advocates unless and until they win your case. Talk with an attorney live online right now, 24-7-365, theadvocates.com. Say goodbye, two holes. Goodbye, two holes.